Welcome to Talk That Talk. We have the unfiltered, unscripted, uncomfortable conversations about band, HBCU band culture, music, education, and more. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and also find us on all social media networks at Real Talk That Talk. And now, let's start the show. Welcome everybody to Talk That Talk. We have the unfiltered, unscripted, uncomfortable conversations about band, HBCU band culture, music, music education, and more. As soon as you guys come in, go ahead and smash that like, daddy. Don't wait for it. Hit it right now. All right. That's not a pause either. I also please make sure you subscribe to the network and turn on notifications, man. This episode will be up on all your podcasts and networks on tomorrow. All you have to do is type in real talk that talk. All right, let's get this thing started with our first topic. Now, let me put this out here. I want to make sure I make this because last last show, <laughs> we had some questions. These are not my questions, <laughs> okay? But I, do, I did put one in there, but the rest of them are not my questions, all right? All right, so here we go. Do you believe DCI, our culture vert, culture vultures good lord do you believe dci are culture i can't even say it culture vultures good lord this is my houston accent good lord uh to traditional style marching drum lines i'm not saying that again i'm gonna put it at the bottom and then y'all just read it you know exactly what i was trying to say culture vultures but i can't put it all together in a sentence my bad man that's that's that willow ridge education all right uh <laughs> all right so let's get it man uh let's start from our right quan do you believe dci are culture vultures to traditional style marching drum lines i knew i wasn't gonna say it again <laughs> all right so I'm, I'm gonna say this and people might get mad but i just gotta be honest uh we kind of steal from them just being honest uh there's there's several times uh prime example i think within the last week or two they had a gym battle um i think last week or sometime and i believe it was and i know larry and be up on this i think it was benedict college i think it was edward waters and it was another uh college it was benedict edward waters and then it was fort valley state university it was uh jamal did the i want to say it was the second the second annual HBCU drum, I think, community or something like that. Cool. It was, um, yeah, it was in uh in Georgia. Right. So now, as a snare line, they play flamus. For you know those that are percussionists, it's like you know like one of the, I would say like top ten snare solos uh, of all time. Um, very very famous. Um, as from the traditional aspect, we've used that as callouts snare solos and call outs and we've been doing it right for years we've also used uh electric wheelchair um throughout we've also used sun coats and i'm naming these cadences because if you're a percussionist like you know uh those are in the book and some of those warm-ups such as sanford uh these dci even as simple as eight on the hands uh we've you know used and regardless of how we've uh tweaked them or uh use them and you know kind of like put a groove to them or so forth and so on a lot of these warm-ups and cadences have come from the dci world um i think i think as african-americans and just the hbcu world were very creative 
but we have to give credit what credit is due. We've saw some of those things and we've taken them and we've, you know, used them to our benefit. So that's why I get frustrated sometimes now as I've matured in the percussion game and music education world when we say, you know, that they just trying to jock our style when we just going to be honest. We've taken a lot of things from them and we really don't know some of the history of those things to honestly be pointing the finger like as if like we just were the innovators of those things um from um like just the aspect of of when you saw traditional lines honestly change and alter and matriculate to what you see now going from those you know clear tops those power strokes to those kevlar heads some of that was first introduced like i say from the dci world and uh you know, just the history of the box, like being 10 toes down, you know, shout out to uh, rest in peace to Rodney Jackson. I'm sorry, not Rodney, just, uh, Joe Jackson, Rodney Goods. They went to, you know, a, a camp at North Texas and then changed the style stylistically of the box. Now, is that a stealing or is that, you know, seeing something that you like and prefer and then creating your own? I don't, you know, I don't I don't think that's an issue. And then lastly, I'll make this point. If you talk about uh, the rudimental cookbook, if you're a percussionist, you, you're going to know about that book. If you talk about just desserts, you're going to know about that book. That is a DCI book. You know, if you talk about cadences, again, Legend of a One-Eyed Soldier, all of those things, man, they come from the DCI world. So just saying, I, I think we got to give credit where credit is due. I think we uh we have a place that's just for us and you know we have our own talents that we can step out and do some uh do some great things however we've taken some things from them and i'm not even going to get in the history of tenor drums and all that other stuff but we've borrowed some things too okay um i know i had i've 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 seen just desserts i had it in my my band role i played through it <laughs> Not far, but I played through it. I uh Tay, I ain't reading that. I ain't reading that because I'm gonna mess it up again. But you got the question. You got it. Go for it. Oh, uh, see, I'm pretty much in the same boat as Quan. Um, no to answer the question. Um, I don't think DCI culture vultures when we're talking about traditional groups. Um I can kind of see where you're coming from, Quan, when you're saying uh some of the stuff that we've gotten from them. But I, I don't I don't really confuse the lines of, you know, what's just general rudimental drumming and then what's considered really, you know, DCI. Um, it just so happens that, and I guess this is probably to your point, that some of the people who are leading rudimental drummer leading rudimental drumming just happen to work with chorus too, um, you know, over the past like what, 50 years, 40, 50 years. Um but on the opposite end, um, yeah, I think we do have some traditional style drum lines that do borrow some things from from DCI, um, but we got to call a spade a spade, man. Like they're in, in the broad spectrum. Like these are world class players coming together to play. You know what I mean? And we got to call a spade a spade. That's not happening at our colleges, and really, it's not happening at, at a lot of no colleges. You know, they're just not getting a whole group of the best players to do it together. Um, so it's going to seem like that. Um, other than that, though, DCI, they're not afraid to evolve. Um, 
So even though they may take some things visually um, or, or borrow something, I don't want to say take, I'll say borrow some things. Um, it's not like, oh, you know, we're looking at this traditional style, uh, these traditional style groups. And then we're like, yeah, this is going to be the foundation of what we do. That's not the case. It'll be something small. Like if you watch somebody's book, it may be one little thing that they might get from a traditional group and then they're themselves the rest of the time. All right. Um, cool. I'm like, like I said, I ain't reading the bottom of that. Uh, I, I, cause I know I'm gonna tear it down, man. I ain't going to embarrass myself no more. All right, Larry, uh, you got it. The question is at the bottom. <laughs> Do you believe DCI culture vultures should traditional style marching drum line? All right. Thurgood Marshall, Mo City education. Congratulations. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm with the brothers. Um, and I think we need to stop. We need to stop trying to act like we are in competition with DCR because we're not. And we need to stop feeling like, like we be like what, what Tay said, like we, we are like, we are colleges. We, we only, well, we get some transfers, anything, but the bulk of our players are graduating seniors. All right. For DCI, you get, you get people that have been trained, you get people that have went to other cores and everything like that. And so that they're, they're working towards what that core wants. And it's just, it's in the same aspect, but for DCI to only work itself in the summer, I mean, technically what, what do they have to steal from us? I've, I've never personally heard of DCI play cutthroat or, Never heard of DCI play, you know, anything from Jackson State or, or anything like that. But I've heard a lot of lines play their material. And the thing is, and it's just like Tay said, like, you know, the people in DCI are, are at the forefront because they are comfortable with evolving. Like I say, I'm the biggest Skojo fan ever. And whenever it, they ask Skojo, they try to get him to kind of, trying to fall in with the old DCI heads with everything. And it's like, man, you know, what do you like about the pit being mic'd and all this other stuff? And he's like, man, how else are the kids supposed to be heard? We got bigger bands. We got a lot of kids out there. Like the kids need to be heard. They practice, they do everything like that. It's all about evolving. Like I'm not about to make that kid go out there and play some of the stuff that we are playing. Don't no kid want to go out there and play Sanford Plus. You're going to learn it because it's, 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 it's technique wise and you need to learn everything like that, but no, nobody's going out there playing that stuff. And so I don't, I, I think we need to stop doing this thing. And I think it comes a lot from us because DCIs are comfortable with playing each other's stuff. Everybody plays double beat. Nobody ever comes in there and be like, Oh man, they still in like, they're trying to be like us. They're trying to look like us. You know, they want to be us. And it's like, no man, it's just, it's for the love of music. Let's just say, I know because we got band directors up in here. Let's just say we show one of our concert pieces and somebody came on there and was like, hey, we played that first. You can't play that. Like, what? Like, I can't play this concert piece? It's supposed to make my kids better. So why can't I play it? We got a, we got a bad habit of trying to take rhythms and, 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 and notes and try to claim it as ours. It's, it's not ours. I mean, it belongs to to the music notation world of other people that made it. So, I mean, we, we can't get in the habit of thinking that everything is ours and everything like that. And especially when it's already been made. And if we want to talk about the history of tenor drums, Ohio state had tenor drums long, long time ago, chess tenors. 
And then those are the schools that, you know, we mimic, you know, and we talk about our big three, our, our Gramblins, our fam, our FAMUs, our Tennessee States, our Southerns. All right. A lot of them got that, you know, from from them up there. So we got to get out of the habit of basically saying that they're stealing from us. Like I I'm, I'm with Tay. like they I think visually because we are an entertainment spectrum of the drum world. I think, you know, visually it's like, hey, we need something cool for our show. I seen this DJ Malik do something. I seen Malik, you know, do something. Blue Devils did the moonwalk. It was the smoothest moonwalk I ever seen while playing a drum part. I ain't complaining. I mean, what's the point of getting mad? I mean, it is what it is. Because if that was the case, then a lot of us wouldn't have a lot of material. Because just like Juan said, at that battle, when they was playing solos, a lot of people were playing solos from DCIs. They were not playing original material. But see, that's the thing. And I don't hear anybody calling them out. Hey, man, you played Shake Hands with Beef. Hey, man, you played Morris Pree. Hey, man, you played this. You played that. Nobody's calling nobody out. So why are we getting mad when we see somebody do a moonwalk? Oh, that belonged to Michael Jackson. Don't think you know Michael Jackson has is any is any right to be mad about the situation. So we just got to get out of this fact of culture vulture. My thing is if if, if you feel like they still them from us, then still back. Because I'm pretty sure when you still back, then you're gonna find out that it's a lot of stuff that they do that we're not doing. So I invite anybody, if you feel like they're stealing, and steal some stuff back. Because that goes along with a lot of stuff that they do with technique, keeping stuff clean, playing with a metronome, you know, reading, doing all this other stuff. So I, I invite anybody to say, if you feel like they're culture vulture, and if that's your opinion, then then I would say go look at or go, go to a lot or go to a DCI competition, record it, and steal some of the stuff that they're doing. And see if you, you know, and see if it's easier or see if you can imitate your line and do the same thing. I bet you'll have a different opinion about calling it culture vulture. That's my spiel. So, yeah. Oh, uh, Cushion, go ahead. Okay. All right. Uh, so, Malik was right. I mean, uh, Devin was right. Malik did march with PV. I remember he was there. Because I remember when he did that one little stick toss thing with them three sticks and playing the snare drum at the same time. I was like, dog. And yeah. it was crazy because he was with he was with us the whole year. And I was like, who is this kid? I ain't never seen him until he did that. So hey, but it's, uh, it's like to, to to add to that, we met Malik, me and Larry, and when he was in high school, when we went to California for Rose Bowl. And he was doing the same stick tricks then. And we was like, say, bro, you coming to PV? And he was like, yeah, bro, I know everything about you because Prairie View went to uh, to uh, Cali in 07 when we played Morehouse and then uh, or either Morehouse or uh, a and It was 07 and 08. Yeah, we played. 07 and 08. And so we played Morehouse now. Morehouse. And so he was there then. Like, we was just walking around. It was like a band fest day and he was there then. You know what I'm saying? So And he was doing some of the same stick tricks then in high school that you see now. And we knew he was going to be a beast. We, you know, we just thankful we can claim him as our own. Yeah, I, I, I definitely remember him, man. And then he just kind of up and disappeared. But then he disappeared, and then he ended up on YouTube and Instagram and everybody. I was like, all right, cool. Hey, hey, we good. I'm good with that. Um, let me ask you guys this question. Uh, this is one of the things. Now, this one is personal for me. Uh, this is one of the things that I've kind of been wondering. I'm, I, I, I follow a lot of 
percussion stuff. I really do. Um, and I always see, you know, a lot of guys from HBCUs and, and like that doing a lot of um, like solo stuff and, and really like just kind of showing their chops a lot. One of the things that I've, I've always wondered, and, and, you know, either one of you guys can answer this, it doesn't matter. Why is it that I, I know that there is the talent there to be able to do it, but we don't see enough of HBCU students who are participating in DCI because they show us they have the talent all the time on social media, but we don't see a lot of them actually actively participating in DCI. I think a lot of, I think a lot of the times it's just the uh, exposure. And I think we can kind of pick it back off the last episode where it kind of, um, you got to think about the instructor. What are your instructors expo exposing you to? You know, and then um, because all the resources are there, you know, the internet is a monster. So as far as being able to to have access, you know, back in the day we didn't have access to, you know, DCIs. At least we didn't. Um, not like we do now. But again, I think it's just all about, you know, what the people in front of you are exposing you to. And then as far as just the culture vulture uh, question. When it when it comes to playing, drumming is drumming. Good drumming is good drumming. You can't can't deny that. I don't think that's a DCI style or a swack or a MIAC or you know, drumming is drumming. But just as far as the entertainment aspect of it, that's where I, that's where the argument, you know, I, I think that's where people uh throw around that argument. You know, once you start seeing them uh play something from pop culture. You know, they play an R&B tune or a rap tune, or they do something that, you know, you would see a HBCU uh, school or just the culture of HBCU. You're starting to see a lot of that, you know, being uh, added to those DCI shows. Um, my son, you know, two years ago, I think it was two years ago or last year, went to Westfield and they had a whole uh, scene in their show where it was like a step show. And this is a school, this is Westfield High School. So this is a school that is, they know nothing about that culture. But Blame again, Beyonce. right, you know, beyond, exactly, stuff like that. You know, once it becomes popular, now that's where that argument, you know, can be loosely thrown around. Oh, now they're culture vultures. You know, think about, it. so do we, do we classify Taylor Swift as a culture vulture or Miley Cyrus who did a whole album with, uh, uh, ear drummers, is she a culture? Is Elvis a culture vulture? Uh, you know? I would, I would, uh, I would actually answer those questions. Yeah. You know, a lot of people called them culture vultures at the time, especially because Miley they, Cyrus. But is it is it because of who she is, or is it because of the type of music she's doing? I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just playing devil's advocate. So, 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 so for me to answer like this real quick. The reason why we call Elvis the culture vulture because he actually he stole it and didn't give people credit. So it's like the you know ain't nothing but a hound dog ain't even his song, but he took right, it. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's yeah, the difference. Culture vulture got a lot to do with it if you're not giving credit for it. If you're trying, right, to, right, right. If you're trying to take credit for it, like like you did it, like you'd originated. Yeah, like, yeah, so, like you originated. So most so most DCI lines that are doing like pop culture stuff are who are they giving the credit to? I mean, but, but, but a lot of DC. I'm, I'm, I'm just asking. No, 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 no but a lot of a lot. A little bit though. We're blur, we're blurring the lines with like 
PWI schools and schools who are traditionally show style, I mean, excuse me, traditionally core style groups with DCI, that's two different things. Mm -hmm. So like, if the question read, do you believe PWIs are culture vultures? Then I would have been like, ooh. Yeah, most, most, yeah, most definitely. Because the next argument. Most, most DCIs are predominantly I mean, but, that's, but that's, you can't but, say that because a lot of a lot of DCI shows, for the most part, for like for the most part, like they have original they have original music. But I'm I'm not music. Why again? Music is music. You can't take that away from nobody. I I can I wouldn't be able to claim a paradiddle, you know, just like they can't claim a paradiddle. Music is music. Drumming is drumming. But again, the swag of it. That's where I say you know we can you know that's what we can argue but as far as music wise no and you know kind of like what what uh larian said just what you said you know some of the solos that we see you know people play and again if we feel like that we are stealing just say that and then see what else they can come up with because they gonna come up with some shit. but but the thing the thing about it is we can't claim it because it's already written and i think that kind of goes back to the last conversation from the last show like you said the can difference we claim is the swag though I mean, that's I mean, low key. That's I mean, but really that's the but, only thing that they still and really. I mean, so, but so, but so, no, yeah. but hold, hold on a second. Like, but that's low key semantics of of a swag versus the material. Like I'm just so for me when I read this question, I'm hearing about material. I'm 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 not even speaking about oh you trying to low key be a you know what I'm saying like like you say the swag when you hear flamers, I don't care if you play with a molar technique or you are you not. If you whipping it or not, like that is a standard DCI snare solo. It ain't no. It the ain't. Question, the question reads: Are DCI is DCI are DCI culture vultures? It's mm -hmm. really more vice versa. Honestly, if we're just talking about playing, if we're talking about material wise, it's vice versa. It's kind of like we stealing from them, but what they take from us is, like I said, it's the swag of it. But that's that's the art of music, though. We we gotta we we gotta get out of that thing of, of the art of music. Like they make up stuff, and we utilize it, but then we don't want to give the credit back to it. So let, let military I band. I don't think I've ever heard anybody play flamicles and say where 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 it didn't come from. Everybody knows where it come from. Okay, so I mean that that's the thing, and so it's like. The swag part, I get the situ, I get that, but I, I, I feel like what what Tay said, that's more of like a PWI. Like DCIs are not jumping that far deep into it, and like it's most of most of the time just like low cores that are doing like pop shows and and doing all this other stuff. Because at the end of the day, if you're not a top ten core, it's like well, we might as well do some stuff fun, you know. We might as well do some stuff fun, have fun, and do everything else like. A lot of people are, are reaching into that that pop world. That's just because, I mean, uh, of the listener now. Like we we got to think about. Right. We definitely got to think about in this time what the listener is listening to, because DCI is known for orchestral pieces and making it, you know, in a marching setting, and, and trying to do it like that, and then trying to make it competitive. So you, you got you got so many avenues, but now it's like you don't got a lot of people going out there that that know. You know, you know, Shipkowski and all them other people, or you know, Ride of Spring and everything like that. So I got to throw in a little Jay Z or a little Kanye up in there to wake some people up, mm -hmm. and then we get back into what we got to do. Now, is that yeah. culture vulture? 
Not necessarily. I mean, I, I just feel like, you know, we got to, like, like you said last time, like you got to know your audience. And the audience that are listening right now for bands is real slim to none. Because think about it, a lot of cores that went down just because of the pandemic, two years. A lot mm-hmm. of cores had to, you know, a lot of cores, a lot of companies had to, you know, go down. So, I mean, in that aspect, it's like what we got to do to get our people back. If I got to go moonwalk out there, shit, go moonwalk. It is but what again, it is. Right. But I again, I don't think just on the plan aspect of it, I don't think that. Oh, no, definitely. No, nah, definitely not at all. Nah. Nah. Like I said, if anything, it's really vice versa. But I, but I can say, you know, when, when you'll see, a, um, you know, a HBCU line, you know, play a solo from the Blue Devils or the Cavaliers or the Cadets or whatever, you know, they definitely let it be known that, hey, we got this from them. And, you know, what I'm saying we can play it, too. That's really that's that's honestly when it comes to, you know, those type of solos it's really just to show you, hey, we can play it also. But again, like I said, other than that, no. Nah. I, I just think they still in the swag, you know, just the, you know, the, the pop culture of it. That's what I think. That's my opinion. All right. We got that one out. Good. Good. Uh, before we keep going, I know Paul came into the room and Teddy came into the room. So let's welcome these brothers in the room. First of all. All right, let's go ahead and move on to the next topic. Hey, as a matter of fact, let me make sure I say this. We are not staying on the show for five hours tonight. That's not happening, bro. (laughs) On the cool, I I went ahead and cooked dinner, got everything set and ready. I probably, last I eat till one o'clock messing with y'all. Look, look, I got to make a run for the wife when the show done. And and the store going to close if we stay on here for five hours. You see, I had to already start eating. I saw you. I saw you had your drink and your food ready. Nah. (laughs) That's that's why I was late, because I was eating. Yes. You got to have your energy up for this one, boy. Yeah, you see how they do yeah, the step down? They, they just enslave you, make you work. Yeah, man, I'm, just, I'm just getting off work myself, so, yeah, man, I understand. <laughs> All right, well, let's <laughs> let's keep it rolling then, man. Uh, welcome, everybody, to Talk That Talk. We have the unfiltered, unscripted, uncomfortable conversations about band, HBCU band culture, music, music education and more go ahead and smash that like daddy for all these brothers that's on this panel right now talking percussion all up and through just talking about percussion go ahead and smash that like daddy for them also please make sure you subscribe to the passion is network and turn on notifications you can find this episode tomorrow on all of your podcasting networks at real talk that talk all right on to the next topic um Let's see. I'm a Paul. You're gonna start this one up. I'm gonna try not to get to everybody, just kind of move it along. But if y'all got whatever y'all need to say, y'all can jump in. But everybody's probably not gonna answer every question. All right. Why is everything a black and white thing when it comes to style? Why is everything a black and white thing when it comes to style? Paul, you got it, bro. I think it all comes down to uh, dominance. People trying to establish. You see, in when COVID happened, everything became a battle. Versus 
LeBron or Kobe, even that's, you know, LeBron, Jordan, that's always been an argument. But everything became a this or that. Salt on your grits, sugar on your grits. Like, it, it became more. Like, everything started getting looked at like, all right, this or that. And I think we all try to, and you know, we all see it on the Percussion Connection or even, you know, some of you are band directors. Everybody's always trying to f figure out the first. Who's the first person to start doing this with the chest in? Or who's the first people that had the straps? Who was the first? What what year did North Carolina a drum drumline transition from harnesses to straps? Who was the first person to do a backflip with disease? It's like, it's like so many, I think we get caught up so many times in trying to figure out the establishment, which goes back to the first show. You know the answers to all yeah. those questions. Yeah. You know yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I just want to, I think I just mess around. <laughs> some, but some of it is getting buried because like I said, going back to the first show that we talked about, and I could not agree more when certain things get wrote down musicality wise, history wise, and it's copywritten, it's hard to get rid of it. And so when you have things like that getting wrote down like cheesy poos, it's, it's copywritten. I don't care who played or what interpretation you have, that's certified as that. But then you have things that's just passed down. Now, HBCUs is a little different because just speaking from my school at Kentucky State and a lot of HBCUs, the reasons why not even banned, just colleges were started in general is because we couldn't learn with them. So we had to start our own. You know, Kentucky State was called the uh, the school for coloreds at the institution of Kentucky. And this was back in 1886. Then it kept evolving. Kentucky State College, Kentucky State Institution for non-colors. Now it's Kentucky State University. Everybody has their own transition that they went through with their school. But it always happens because some of the melanated folks, per se, didn't have the same privilege. So we went out and tried to make our own. I think the deal breaker is... It's like, like we're all trying to put a stamp on it without knowing the facts. We're all trying to figure out, yeah, I know, you know, Steve, you know, Steve Kerr got a, he had a killer crossover, but Tim Hardaway started it first. Or did Allen Iverson start it first? Or did, it's like we're all trying to go back into this mesh of trying to figure out, you know, what got solidified first without borderline facts. And I think that's, that's, that's kind of misleading and it's kind of confusing. And so it's it's a black and white thing because in many things, even outside of HBCUs, the melanated people started it and we're not getting our credit and then it gets overlooked and then someone else gets the credit for it. You know, my boy Trice can send me a piece of music. I'm like, I'm, man, my drum line is struggling. Trice, send me some music. Next thing you know, my line learns it a month later I'm like, all right, I'm going to call this P-Dub without any recognition of saying, oh, yeah, this is by Trice, by the way. Oh, yeah, this is, you know, so, and it keeps getting passed down, and that's why you have these cadences like Johnny Need a Haircut. That's, that may be called that at Southern, but in, in Columbus, Ohio, we call that boo-boo, and it, it, it just keeps getting passed down in many ways. The Rudiment of Cookbook, that's called the book up here even though we still got that orange cover even though you know we, it's authorized and everything like that but it keeps getting passed down and everyone wants their own like praise for it 
And it's like, it's all right to give people praise. It's all right to go back, especially when it's written down and it's copywritten and it has a trademark. It's all right to give people props. It's all right to say that, you know, all right, well, the first school I seen doing this in the church-wise was such and such university. But when you hear that, I'm like, nah, that ain't the first school I seen do that. It's like, you know, BET back in the day, in the early 90s, they was broadcasting certain things. We had Marching Network. It wasn't on YouTube. So... As things start to transfer, you start to see like we're we're at the age to where we knew about those days. We crabbed in that 97, 98. Hell, I crabbed 01. So I was in that crabbing stage before Drumline came out. When Drumline came out, that was just something like, oh man, we've been doing that. But then you all have a different story because you're in the South. It ain't the same as it is in Ohio as it is in Louisiana or Texas. You know, y'all do it in the high school. We, you know what I mean? So I think it's like everything comes down to certain people not getting the recognition and then they speak up. And so it's always going to be a black and white thing. And then I don't care what nobody said. This You can't argue with this. Melanated people, we always put a little swag on something, whether we steal it or not. We always take the, you know, the, uh, the high mom, the, that little flash. We always take that. And be like, all right, now do it twice. All right, now do it twice, but take the stick around the left hand. Maybe we didn't start that. Maybe Skojo and Nick Anglis was doing that, but they didn't get the credit for it. And it's like it, like, it goes. Because if you notice some of those, you know, the book reports and the, the cheeses, who's really claiming them? Ain't nobody really, you can't really claim nothing if you're not in the percussive art society putting a tag on it saying, this is the 26, this is the 40. So, Things being stolen and people not getting the proper pat on the back, per se. I think that's where a lot of that is coming from. And everybody want, everybody want their name in the books. Everybody want that. You, you play for the Lakers. Why don't you want, you want your jersey up there? And if you don't get that, even though if you're not, you didn't earn it or not, I think that becomes a battle. Shout out to, was it winning season? Dope show. Dope show. All right. Um, yeah, if you ain't on the coin, you got to get on. If you if if you're a basketball, just a basketball fan, you might want to get on it. That joint is dope. And then it does have a show that's talking about the development of the Showtime Lakers. All right, um, <clears throat> Teddy, why is everything a black and white thing when it comes to style? It's a great question, man. Um, Paul said a lot of key points. <laughs> to be honest. I, I'm not sure I have too much else to add. Um, Paul, Paul made a lot of great points. I don't have anything to add at, at this time. Mind if I jump in, uh, Julian? Go, go, go ahead, man. So I, I feel like I'm, and I'm going to just have to say just what it is. It's, it's two specific things, in my opinion. Number one, it's a dick measuring competition. I don't know if I can say that, but I just said it. But that's really what it is. It's it's a it's an elephant trunk competition pause. among what? pause. All right, <laughs> but it's a it's a it's an element of competition amongst two different races. Honestly, that one one uh our people we've accepted well not accepted but we've uh, went through systemic oppression for years, and anytime that we do something, many times by uh, outside races. Either they like it and love it behind closed doors or they talk crap about it. Right. Uh, my thing is, the bottom line is it becomes black and white when it's kind of like, say, I'm over here doing my own thing. 
and I didn't ask you about your opinion, but you put your opinion out there for the world and you're diminishing what I'm doing. I think that's when it becomes the aspect of, of, of overall black and white. That's when it becomes an issue. Um, if, for example, I remember I saw um, during the pandemic, they had an interview with uh, a band director. I believe he was from Auburn and Dr. Little was on the call and um, I'm, I'm drawing a blank, but it's the brother uh, from uh, LSU, that's Fred. I, I can't think of his name, but uh, I think Dr. Uh, I can't remember, but the band director from LSU, what's the name, uh, Julian? Kelvin. Kelvin? Yeah, so it's like, they they were on the show and he was basically uh, asking questions like, and then they had the brother from uh, Penn State and they were just talking about the differences between PWI, uh you know hbcu and a lot of these brothers graduated from hbcus and are some of them are running uh pwis and what i realize is a lot of races are are just blatantly ignorant about our culture or they love our rhythm but they haven't experienced our blues you know what I'm so at the end of the day it's kind of like the original question was the first question tonight was are there culture vultures there are certain things that we agree that we take from them. But even when we do our own thing, then it's like either they secretly love it or they talk crap about us, you know, publicly on different forums. I look at it like this. I think a better example would have been look at BYOS. That was a whole movement, honestly, for a, a good little bit where uh, Harvey and uh, Ralph was just playing, honestly, doing what we've been doing for years, just playing to a track. But when they started adding, uh, it was like the ABCs and it was a poster. And that was something big. When they came out with their own sticks, that was something big. When, like Cushion was saying, we added our own swag to it. That's when it was like, all right, cool. And then it, they grabbed a whole new generation of percussionists and then they ran with it for, for, for a time. It becomes black and white, bro, when they talk crap about us. When it's like, bro, we just doing us. Like, we not talking, you know, mess about church. That's when it becomes like an overall black and white thing. I think that's the issue, bottom line. And I think Krista is making some valid points in the comments where we we lose who we are when we don't write it down. Because as Africans, we know for a fact we're accustomed to oral transmission. That's 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 how we pass things down. I mean, so it's like when you still talk about and I, I always say this on the show about post-traumatic slave syndrome. Think about real talk. I just left, you know, uh, New Orleans for uh, Easter. How many recipes real talk in our family that are dying with the elders because we're not writing them down? So you are losing the swag to the potato salad because you didn't write it down from your mama. Or you you losing the swag to that, that sweet potato pie because you didn't write it down. It's the same thing. And they see it, they write it, and it may not be the exact same way, but then they could claim it for theirs. Just like Drumline Live did, and a lot of people was, uh, no, Drumline Battle, a lot of people was mad at that because they they copyrighted Drumline Battle. And a lot of people didn't know, they were like, well, how are they going to steal that? And it's like, they didn't steal it. They just took, they copyrighted the name and the form. Didn't nobody say we couldn't have no more battles. I mean, shit, we, we still having battles. And so people people took that into consideration, not knowing the history of it and not knowing the logistics of it. And it was like, 
you know, they made that platform for them and they copyrighted. They're always going to copyright stuff because they want to make sure when somebody 10, 20 years from now, because it's, it's really dying down. But when somebody 10, 20 years from now be like, man, we should start having DCIs do battles. Oh, we did that 20 years ago. Here it is. I, I can show you that and everything like that. And it goes to the same point Quan said. We, I mean, we, we're not writing down and we, we, we get to this aspect. It's like the famous elementary, you know, example of telephone. You go around the class and tell somebody something. And by the time you get back, you know, paradiddle then changed or, or something like that. I mean, it, that's why it's on paper. So, so when I go to Quan school and I say paradiddle, or when I go to Tay, or when I go to Paul, when I go to Luke school, play a paradiddle, it's the same thing. It's on that paper. It, it, it ain't no, oh, that's what I heard. That's what I heard somebody else play. What? Like, no, nah, you, you, you can't do that. It, it's on paper. So, I mean, and then I think we got to get, we got to get better in, in tune with technology for music. Because I, I, I think that's, we harbored with the situation. And I think a lot of stuff wasn't getting written down because a lot of people couldn't do it by hand. And, you know, that, that took a real music major type of situation. But now everything's available. I mean, you can get music score for free when, you know, struggling, struggling, you know, college majors wouldn't pay in that 150. You know, I got mine on the bootleg or, you know, I got mine from, you know, people that wanted me to write for them. And that's, that's how, that's how I did it. But, you know, well, nobody paying no three hundred dollars for finale. She was like, "Shoot, I, I just t by rope then." I'm just gonna let you guys know that I still have the 2003 copy of finale that I got on the CD in undergrad. If you want it, I can send I it. Still, to you. I, I use 14. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I've upgraded since then. I'm, I'm on. Yeah. I think I'm on 18 now, 19. But I still have that CD. <laughs> if you want it. Um, <laughs> I got I got a, a question for you, and it's just something that just kind of popped in my head. Um, if there is a white guy on the line, either one of y'all lines, um, and he's playing, you know, normal stuff that you guys play. Look at that. Look at that. Blessings. Uh, but if he's playing, you know, whatever cadence you guys have or whatever block that you guys are doing, would he be considered somebody who's invited to the cookout? Or would he just be a person who's just... Yes. You want me to tell you what's crazy is they actually get in that uh, in that area of, oh, he really got swag. Prime example, um, 2013, 2013 13 or 14, St. Louis used to host a, uh, a drumline battle. And of course, Harris Stowe was there. Um, but when I was there, it was A&T, they came, Langston, and a lot of people, you know, if you remember, it was a famous battle. That's like, that's where I have my most YouTube hits at. It's that Langston, A&T battle. Um, and uh, I had on like a black and orange Adidas jacket. Now, me, I'm thinking this. I can't remember his exact name, but it was a white guy on A&T's line. I'm looking at him. No one else had to tell me this. I'm me. I know I'm pretty phenomenal. I know I'm pretty dope. I'm looking at him in my head, rent-free, like, oh, he got swag. Before he even tapped the drum, I'm already giving him a pass. And so when they start playing, you know, A&T start, you know, doing their little thing. It, to me, I wasn't even really thinking of it like, man, he trying to be black. Man, he trying to hang. It was Honestly, I was just like, oh, he can hang. Now, individually, you know how we do. 
<laughs> you know, we we Honda battle the bands. We all want to link up. Oh, James, it's, it's a pleasure to meet you, bro. And oh, that's what's up. Hey, man, people get on the pads. He may have not wanted, been one of them people over there on the pads, either because he wasn't on that type of time or his chops wasn't going to keep up. I don't know which one, but it's like you automatically give certain people uh, a certain pass. If you got a pretty young lady on the line, that's almost in the same same line as that. Like, oh, man, she bad as hell. And she plays snare. It's like so you're automatically kind of giving them, I'm going to be honest, like a boost up. Like you yeah. – it, it almost gives your line a swag, especially when you clean. Yeah, because I know I thought about that. And then when I see others, I've had a, a, a you know a white guy, um, even though he was Russian, which was a whole different story. But the one thing about it, man, when you set that tone of music in front of him, he was telling us, oh, no, actually, that's not right. Um, so this is what we're supposed to be doing, blah, blah, blah. So you automatically, they just look right. That's the same thing. And I'm not Greek. But just from the outside looking in, if I see somebody, oh, he a cute and he white, oh, I know he got swag. You kind of like give him that automatic, like, oh, he got to be raw. So that's just my two cents. And so, you know what? To take that, take that a step further, um, you know, we had a guy that was on the line. He was actually Hispanic, but he could come off as, you know, Caucasian. And that's uh, that's Sean Torres. Shout out Torres. Shout out Torres. But um, because he uh, because of the type of school he went to Alden, which was you know more of a core school back in the day, and once he got on the line, we automatically named him Pac-10. Like you don't play like you in the SWAC, you play like you in the other conference. So like, and what we what we used to always get, you know, outside of the, he's married now, congratulations, and you know, but. Uh, we used to always get girls to come up to us and like, you know, because he was with the brothers. What's that light skinned dude name? Like, no, nah, he's not light skinned. He's actually <laughs> Hispanic. But at first, we took him as Caucasian. But again, you know, because of the his background and how he came onto the line playing, we automatically, you know what? Pac-10 is your name because you don't play like, you know, swag. But yeah. So. Um, first of all, uh, Paul, you sigh, right? Yeah. Okay. So you agree. Uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't differentiate between all that. If you got Greek letters on your Greek anyway, uh, but, and, and we got a Greek show next week. So, you know, we'll probably bring that up. Um, but now the situation is reversed. You see your brother on a line in a predominantly white institution. They gonna automatically lay him all. He lame. <laughs> just, just outside. He's, he's, he's selling just, out. He's yeah. man. But now, but that goes. Back, but that goes <laughs> back into the black and white. That was. That was. That's, that's, that was not, that's not true. Point. Y'all, y'all. No, it's not, it's but, not but Julian. Porn. But no, Julian. It's not, it's not true point. But as the same, you already know. Just it's reason no. by his cover. On no, but but and but guess what? I'm gonna look at that dude, and I hate to say it like this, but this is my truth. I'm gonna look at that dude and be like, he gotta be cold. Like real talk. Like if you see, I think uh, like it was like Doctor Edie, uh, his his school. I believe they had like a brother, cause you know that's a core style school. And I saw a brother that was on the stand line. I was like, he's cold. When we saw real talk, when we saw Ralph Nader as a blue devil, Straight we was up. like, that, he gotta be cold. That when, when, my mind. Like up. like not not being ugly, 
the same thing as like we say we, we invited them to the cookout when you see an african-american brother in dci period because we know the type of regimen of what it takes to make that those world class they got to be about their business that's why real talk people can say what they want about rick but rick low-key an anomaly because you you were a dz uh a dz act and that trumpet section been on top for years and you was a blue coat and you was a a, a caption head and in tech and so forth and so on and we're talking about at a time in the 90s bro where it wasn't a lot of us you see what i'm saying so it's like that's that's what i'm saying bro it's like i think when I see, and, and y'all tell me if I'm wrong, when you see a brother or a sister that's on one of them lines, you be like, bro, they cold. Well, let me let me ask you this question before, before you go. This is, these, are, these are now my questions, because I want to understand, and there may be people out there who may be listening and, and be thinking the same thing. So if you're on that line, you cold. But if you're on the black line, you just got swag. You may, you may be cold, but we don't know. But you got swag, though. True. I mean, it, it, it really that sounds, that sounds diminishing. But go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, it really, it really, it shouldn't matter like that. And and we we kind of made it like that. It, it should it shouldn't matter at all. Like I, I shouldn't I shouldn't go see. And I think we kind of mixing it with 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 PWIs because I think I think that's where the lane comment goes. Like, oh man, like. Like when I was a grad assistant at, at Southern Miss, like we we had some black kids there, but they came from corp schools. So them going there felt like home. So it wasn't a situation of, are you lame? It was like, oh, you went here because of school. I mean, and it, it's like, it's, it's we, like all the people that came from, you know, certain regions, you know, in the neighborhood, I think we started that that whole contemplation of, you know, if you're black, then you got to go somewhere black. And that's not always the case. Like, we, we got to get out of that notion of, oh, man, he could have he could have went to TSU or he could have went to Jackson and, and did the same thing. But what if he didn't want to go? What if he wanted to go somewhere different? And we got to respect that. And we got to we got to, you know, support that, because the crazy thing about it is. And I don't know. So I, some of y'all might know, but they have a group on Facebook called the African-American in DCIs that they go in. And if you're in that group, they, they show so much support. They show the history. They show, you know, people that used to march and, and show like the African, you know, drum corps and everything like that. And, and I'm only in there for the history just to see, you know, about, you know, the history of it. And, and, you know, they're giving praise to the people and everything. They march certain lines when, you know, it was predominantly white and everything like that. And, you know, it's it's no oh he lame or anything like that. And it's some people that went to, you know, SWAC schools, uh MEAC, CAC, you know, CIAA that did drum corps as well. And um and so you know, we just gotta we gotta support each other. It don't matter what we do, because at the end of the day, a lot of this stuff is is not technically ours. If that's the case, then wouldn't none of these black brothers be in the NBA? Let's start our own. Or we wouldn't be in the NFL. Let's start our own, the MLB. All right. I mean, we had our league, right? Correct. And then it was like, I don't think we're going to go that far. Let's go ahead and get something much bigger, but we still going to show them what we about. So support. I mean, you don't got to like him. I mean, I'm not the biggest LeBron fan. Is he a good, is he a great player? Yeah. 
everything, you know. But, you know, I'm always going to support him for what he's doing regardless. Is he the goat over Jordan? Hell to the no. And anybody that has something to say about that, you're just wrong. But <laughs> but I think we just got to show more support. Like if somebody like we, we got to start pushing more kids to BCI. And that was the answer Luke question a long time ago. Like, why are we not pushing other kids to go to BCI? And like, and like Chris said, has a lot to do with the instructors. A lot of people that I see in the, in, in the percussion world on the percussion, percussion connection, like chalks down on DCI about some shit about everything. And it's like, bro, that's just, it's so we can do summer band, but DCI is just summer band. Am I right or wrong? I agree. DCI is just summer band, but their summer band is just a little more coordinated. I don't pay $20 and get a shirt. I pay $5,000 and I get to tour around schools and I get to compete and I get to learn from people and I get to do this and I get to learn from people that's doing everything like that. We got to look at it as a, as a band camp for us. Like Larry, you, but, you, but you don't, but you don't, but you don't think it's a money thing. What do you mean? Cause like to, to I mean, to march a chord, like, like you don't, you don't. Oh yeah. That's, that's, mean, a, that's, that's a big situation. That's, that's the reason why I didn't march because I thought the same thing. I thought, you know, when I auditioned for um, Brian Stevens, good buddy um, from Southern Miss, when I auditioned for him and he was like, all right, man, he's like, you know, start coming to the camps. I said, all right, how much y'all pay? He said, no, nah, buddy, we don't pay y'all. You, you got to pay to play. I was like, shit, I'm not about to ask my mama for $3,000. I'm sorry. So, you know, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I just enjoyed it. I just enjoyed it from the outside. But that that was my whole thing. Is so, there... I mean, uh, mm -hmm. Is there a uh, predominantly black DCI group, or has there ever been? Yeah, most definitely. There's been a lot of them, and if you go in that group, like they show a lot of the groups that were predominantly black. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I I, I want to say Ralph Hardiman might have been in one. I might mm -hmm. be wrong, and and it might be hazy with one, but I know he was around in that time when he was marching. Um, I wonder what been. made him what made it you know stop or what made it you know um just you know because the DCIs is, is the people that, that sponsor them and it's just like the Catholic churches it's just like everything like a couple of DCIs are sponsored by the boys uh the boys and girls club like stuff mm -hmm. that we don't even know like who knew yeah. that boys who knew that the boy boys Scout. and girls club I mean boy scouts yeah but the boy scouts were, were supporting you know these functions but I mean that's when you go and read you know the information and be like oh i didn't know that the catholic church was, was paying for the crossman or i didn't know that they was doing this and doing that you Castle know scouts and whatnot. yeah in 20 in 2022 can we is it possible to get something started like that again shameless plug uh me and tim green are the directors of um of what we're going to have is a new traditional wgi line which is called southern percussion ensemble which should be coming up, which we are going to incorporate everything that we like to talk about swag and also getting in the context of bridging the gap in that and everything like that. COVID um, kind of slowed us down, but we are trying to be the first one that we can see minority base in this new era of what we're doing. So we can definitely have some for some people to feel like I don't really want to go that route where well, you can come to us and do the route that you already know how to do, but it's still going to be high standards. And I don't want when people you, to think that they're going to come in there and just play tenor drum and play solos. Like, no, we're still going to do that same exact, we're still going to do that same route. We're just going to show them 
how we do it at the swag and everything like that and show them that this can still be competitive in the, in the same aspects of how we like to perform. Yeah. So, kind of like this, this, this is a great oh, conversation. I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, Dante. No, you're good. Um, you're good. Go ahead. It's a great conversation, guys. Um, <laughs> I didn't know everybody was was it was into DCI, um, and how those guys play. Just, Last, not, just not Norfolk. I'm trying to see if that's where you want to go with it, bro. <laughs> I'm messing with you, man. <laughs> no, I, I just didn't know everybody was into that kind of like into that kind of music. That's all. I just wanted to kind of, you know, just 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 add that in. I didn't know that you guys were into that. Yeah, um, definitely. You know, the conversations that we had before, um, I, I just didn't know that y'all were into that kind of music. So I'm mean, good to hear. I think we, we can understand the appreciation of it, even if we don't like because I, you know, I've, I've, I've had this argument a couple years ago. I made a statement. I was like, I don't care about DCI. And there was a lot of people that got on the connection. They was like, what you mean? I was like, let me let, let me let me rephrase this. I cannot just watch Jackson State. I can't just watch PV. I need some Blue Devils. I need some Sprees. I need some guys. Matter of fact, I need to just watch nobody else but them tunnels run up and down because I need that in my life. And then I need the multi-tender players who just playing real loud triplets. I'm like, I, I need all of it and I can appreciate it. The difference is when we get to judging them, then that's when we say, nah, that's boo-boo. Nah, y'all's tuning in. That's where, the, that's where people get mad because... We're able to decipher, and I've seen Southern play in person, and they are the biggest, like, listening to them in person and then listening to them on tape, on tape, you be like, well, they was dirty, but I heard them in person. I'm like, nah, they was clean as hell. <laughs> so it, it's like you have to understand the appreciation because a lot of drum lines tune to a pitch. And so when you tune to a pitch, there's ain't no way that it can be off. And I think I can appreciate DCI because – it's like, man, I, I man, I can't just watch the Lakers all the time, bro. I, I used to watch Hot Sauce and Steve Francis back in the day. I wanted to see some cooning. I needed to see people get their ankles broke. I needed to see some alley-oops. I, I, like, I needed to see all of it. I needed to see, like, you know, even in the AFL. Like, you, you just really need to see some different type of things. And I think once you can understand an appreciation of it, then you can really go on. If you into battle rapping, you're not going to be listening to the mainstream cats. You're going to TSU surf. You're going to, you're going to concede it. You'd be like, nah, I need to hear some bars because a lot of those guys are way better. They just don't have that concordance to actually, you know, get there. And I think that could be where another um, disconnect comes from. Um, and, and going back to where, uh, this is my last thing, going back to where we was talking about. I had So I had a friend who um, went to March for Ohio State. But he came from the whole, like our drum line was like a Morris Brown, WT, Alabama State, Central State. And our band director was from Jackson State. So for him to go on that second tunnel, you know, he was marching for the Glassman back in the day up in Toledo. For him to go straight there, I really, yeah, you you kind of look at it, and man, he's selling out. But I'm thinking to myself, like, oh, I know he can read. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, I know he can read. I know he don't. Oh, I know he the truth. Because you can put yourself and conform in different situations. And I did the same thing. That's the reason why when I go to clinics, I tell people all the time, this is my price. This is what I do. I don't teach style. 
I'm not going to teach you style. I'm going to teach you standard. What the hell I look like going to Texas Southern and teaching their style? You know what I mean? Like, it just don't make sense. What I look like going to Million Dollar Fun Squad and be like, uh, nah, y'all got to change this. Nah, we're not changing this. But they got us right. What I teach is standard. Because standard, you can never go wrong with. Staying inside that 40, clean is clean. Stick height. You know, all of that. Like, you can you can go to the standard. And then everybody's going to change it up. Prime example. Bethune-Cookman. A lot of people may play like that. But I don't see too many play, people play right or left on their Z's, on their symbols. That's very unorthodox. But it works for them. And so, that's just my opinion. Yeah, I just um, I, I just brought it up because I know, like you know, Dante and some of the guys were asking about um, wanting to, of course, you know, incorporate their own African American DCI line, and you know, wanted to have some of their guys auditioning for DCIs, and that type of style is different from you know what a lot of HBCUs are playing. So I mean, it's just you know, based on the conversation that we all were together and, and you know we all had um, during the previous episode. Um, I was, I'm not going to lie, I was just a little shocked to hear everybody say that because it, everybody didn't seem to have um, that same level of appreciation that I'm hearing today. So, so I'm, I'm, uh, uh, Brian, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because even me and Dante, like after the show, we was having like, you know, a conversation about it, like, you know, off camera, uh, everything that you said, fam, I think we, we agree with what you were saying in regards to, I think one of your comments was, Nobody wants to send. Well, I'm not going to send my child to a place where they only play two and four. And I I feel what you're saying. You know what I'm saying with that. I think the the misconception uh, or the misunderstanding that we overall had was some drum lines, fam, are held back due to the band director. It's not the the appreciation for the like all, all the students. You see what I'm saying? It's like I know for a fact. Like let, let let's be real. It's certain in specific colleges, you know, you're going to play two and four because while they're playing that band song, that's the focus. Like when me and Larry in March, he's my crab brother. Prophet was like, drummers is like a set. You're in the pocket. I want two and four. That's it. The only other time that we play like a different groove or anything is when we play all blues or we play giant steps. Not to cut you off one, but. What if we'd have had somebody writing our parts? And that's a whole that's a whole different story. You see what I'm saying? Now that's that's a whole different story. But because we didn't, and it's kind of like we was taught at Prairie View, that's not your fault, but it's your problem. That's literally what how the at the point where we was. Now when Luke and them got there and transitioned with Dr. Zachary, like Larry said, they had somebody writing their parts and they had, you know. Uh, a percussion person that was writing their parts to where the uh, drum section, percussion section evolved into they're playing parts of songs. That was different. You see what I'm saying? So we've always had an appreciation for DCI. We have appreciation for reading music and everything. But I think some drum lines are held back due to the director. And I don't think that's everybody's perception on that line. So if and like I said, I'm, it's not an apologetic thing, but if you thought that we didn't appreciate drum corps, you know, I apologize for that misconception. But nah, bro, we we love drum corps. And I think. Yeah, I'm a bigger drum only, corps head than you, bro. I'm, I'm yeah, like, like, like Rav Hardeman. Rav Hardeman is, is, I call him. Our goats. 
I actually got the opportunity to teach a line of music. And that's how we got close because I was at Stephen F. Austin in Sugarland. And Ralph Hardiman came out there and he comes out there like two, two, three times to help us out and everything like that. And I was teaching the front ensemble his music. And I was like, no, nah, we need to play something different. And he was standing there. And I looked back and I was like, oh, shit. It's like I told somebody to play Ralph Hardiman stuff different. And he's like, no, if you see it like that, tell him to play it like that. He's like, no, he's like, you got ears, too. He was like, everybody don't everybody, you know, sometimes it takes a different ear to, to see the uh, progress or to see the success and something that you got to do. And from that point on, like, you know, that was just a bonding, you know, situation like that. But I've always been I, I wanted to march DCI. I just didn't have the money. Yeah. So one I mean, thing I one thing I love to uh do is like whenever I run into uh Scott Johnson, like he's not, he's in Texas all the time, especially during like the uh the winter guard, you know, circuit or whatever. But one thing I like to do is I like to pick his brain on, you know, what does he think about, you know, HBCU lines, you know, what do you think about a prayer view or Texas Southern or ANT or whoever? And like some of the stuff I hear him say, Oh, I would hate to see those guys in the alley lining up against them you know like you know just getting that getting his perspective on uh, pretty much doing the exact same thing that we do to them so dci is what's popping dci is what's popping down here we just don't want to listen to it all day let me pick it back on you dante um man respectfully that's the wrong person to ask yo um and i'm I'm gonna tell you why dog um By, by just the thumbs up real quick. How many of y'all are teaching in an area where um, public school is dominated um, by, let, let's call it spade a spade, white men? All right, so I'll give the thumbs up. Most of the band directors in Virginia are white men. Um, is it like that in Texas too? I think that's where you at, Quan, right? No. Nah. Nah, depending on, depending it's on not like that at. in Texas. It's, yeah. It really depends on where you're at. Where you're at in Texas. In, in Texas? Okay. The inner okay. city of Houston ISD is, you is my you Black and his all, all chocolate and brown. Yeah, no, you, you, you go you go to Outskirt, suburban areas. Woodlands, now you're getting into something different. You're going to get a splatter. I said Texas, though. So we talking about like Texas music educators. Oh, Texas music oh, education—they—they well, yeah. they reign supreme over us, most definitely. Yeah, All right. yeah. I mean, no, the, big, the biggest, the biggest high school band is out here in Texas, and we already know. I think they got like eight people on their staff. Who are you talking oh, about? Uh, what was that uh, Marcus? The uh, the high school that's eight hundred. Oh yeah, you yeah. McAllen. No, Mc, is that McAllen? Is that McAllen? I think it's, it's something. But yeah, yeah, the reason why I bring that go to TMEA is basically like five of us and five thousand in it. Yeah, (laughs) this this is the reason I bring that up, man. Um, and this has been a conversation um up here, and it's really like we talk about appreciation and how we can share an appreciation for you know um core style or or DCI or whatever, but man, sometimes it's just not reciprocated. Um, especially when you're talking about things like uh, up here, you got you know, becoming a Virginia honor band or your school being a blue ribbon school. Um, if we have to go to marching contests, man, a lot of the show style groups, they get drugged. Same here. I am 
So I'm glad you brought yeah, that. Yeah, that's the oh, that's, that's, that's a big that's, thing. That's out the here. same thing. Oh, so yeah. glad you brought that up right now because, uh, well, one that is super normal in in the state of Texas, but okay. the other reason, <laughs> the, well, the other reason is because I was gonna go into the next topic. But before going into the next topic, here we go. The wait is over. The U.S. Bands Adjudicated Battle of the Bands now has three new locations added. Sunday, October 9th in Montgomery, Alabama. Sunday, October 16th in Petersburg, Virginia. Saturday, November 5th in Raleigh, North Carolina. And Saturday, November 12th on the campus of Prairie View A&M University. For more information, go to www.usbands.org and we'll see you there to go ahead and put that commercial in there anyway but the what that is 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 is, it's by us bands uh good friend frat brother 06 uh eric prince has been working with us bands uh for a long time to put that together uh us bands is an organization that uh works with the blue devils and so we know what it what it's like to go to these adjudicated situations and do what we do in our style and get lambast for it so this yeah. is those uh, what U.S. bands is holding right now is an opportunity for us for us to go and do what we do, but be judged and scored uh, fairly. Uh, and so you have all of those those four different places that uh, you can enter your program into. So we are we're going to be in Petersburg. So you, you can sign your band up if you want to hit it. Uh, but yeah, we're going to be in Petersburg. As a matter of fact, I'm going to be judging in Petersburg and me and Rick is going to be there judging in Petersburg. Um, but oh, is that where the Billion Parasitics Club will have a, there'll be a vendor there? Oh, okay. You got to put that you pressure asked on the wrong right person. Here. You, have, you, you put that pressure on them right here. You, you can go ahead, you can go ahead and hit up Eric Prince. Eric yeah. Prince got you. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I wouldn't say no, but you know, Eric Prince got you. Uh, but yeah, most definitely. I, I, I understand what you're going through, Dante. I'm pretty sure I've dealt with it. Uh, I know Quan has probably dealt with it. I know Larry has probably dealt with it. So, you know, I, 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 I know exactly what you're talking about. I've been there. I've experienced it. So, but I, I got a question for you, Luke and see me and Quan talk about this and, and he knows how I feel and about that situation. Like, and I know that that we're going to do it for us, and I know that we're going to have an understanding. But is there? I, I'm hoping that it's going to be an opportunity for growth. I hope it's not a situation of, oh, look at them babies out there ones. Like because if if, if let's just be honest, if we're judging some of these shows and some of the some of the best colleges we know, Southern make mistakes, but with Southern care, if they got all twos, oh man, we we the human jukebox. You can't tell us that we made twos. Like I think because of, we know our situation and everything like that, but I think our, our biggest problem is we can't we can't take constructive criticism, and I'm fine with it. I, I'd rather you tell me, hey man, like y'all want it because I know when we went to March of Contest, my first year, Stephen F. Austin, they told us it was like we understand that you guys are high stepping, but halfway through the show, nobody's marching nineties anymore, and I'm like, you're right. I see that a lot in college bands. We, 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 we call we, we high steppers and everything like that. By the time we get to the middle of the show, look like we out there walking. And so, and, and it's a situation of, are we going to be honest about that? Look, if y'all want to be, if y'all want to, you know, claim yourself to March nineties and stuff like that, I need that entire show. Bethune Cookman is going to be a school that's going to be like, oh, they marched that whole show, that whole, that whole show. They had that drive. They had that pump and drive that entire show. Fam you are big in that aspect where I think that they could take 
constructive criticism and be like, that flank over there when pumping and driving. All right, I'm going to get on there behind when we get back to practice. But I think some of these other bands, because we feel like, oh, you know, we do what we do. And it's like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want our kids to feel like because of a situation that we in, because, you know, you know, especially for Texas and we all know about Texas is like our feeder schools are crap and everything like that. I still want our, our, our kids to know that you can still play better than that. So they're playing Rick James don't mean that Jet Rick James can sound great. But hey, ha- have you ever been on a panel on a judging panel where they kind of prep you like, Hey, we don't want the scores too low. We don't want them too high. Mm-hmm. Have you have that's that's so whack to me. It, it <laughs> like, is. Well, so so uh, so I'm a, I know we kind of off subject, but like first of all, let, let me say this: and when it comes to the USA bands competition, hands down, honestly, great adjudicators, fair across the board. And honestly, for the inaugural one we had, they had core styles and show style. And honestly, Cedar Hill was the best band there. Period. Like, let me be clear: it wasn't best core. I mean, best core style, best tradition. They were the best band. I'm talking about from the time they hit the field to the time they got off. To the time the drum major blew the whistle, they were the best. Like you, you could see, but like, yeah, they got it. Yeah, you if you're I'm talking saying? about pumping and driving drill. I'm putting Bethune first. No, 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 no. I'm I'm talking about the high school competition no, no, that they had. I'm just saying, like, like what you said is like oh. Cedar Hill because Cedar Hill is a hybrid school. Um, their their show style and their 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 you know they have cool. their core values as well, their corpse value as well. So that that's fine, long as the show is. Long as your tone's good, your show's good, your lines are hidden. I I I see no problem with that. I can right. judge that. Right, but so but then, I'm, but, I, then at that point I'm confused at the question is. Right. So what's what what exactly is the question? Because I've been trying to process how to answer the question. So, so my so, question is is like, you know, and I understand like we don't want to we don't want to because a lot of directors, you know, have this situation to where when they get certain scores, all of a sudden they leave that and it's like, you know. You know, man, them scores don't make my band. And it shouldn't make your band. But what it should be is a, is an anchor on, you know, anchor on making making sure that your kids know that, you know, you can go to the next level. So, but, okay, so, I'm, I'm sorry, Luke, I, but oh, I you just... Got it. I, I just I, yeah, go ahead, you got it. I, but I just got to say on, this. So, hold on, I'm not, I'm not saying that that's the, what they're doing. I'm just saying, like, because I don't know about U.S. bands. I mean, I've heard about it because we talked about it and everything. Right. But I just I just, you know... Seeing it now and not know knowing that they're about to do it in the fall, I'm just hoping no. like they're pushing our kids to say, "Hey, you guys, you know, you did your best out there, but you can do this, you can do that." You oh yeah, do so, yeah. So, I mean, and, um, and, he don't want it to be like you just getting a participation. No, thing. tight. No, okay. So let no, me no, no. break it down right. to you. After you I get after the whole here. after the whole show, show is done, we bring the directors back and then we provide feedback. We give you the scores and we say, "All right, you know, you got blah 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 and this." This is what you can do better. These are the things that you should work on, blah, 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 blah. Like, that is the conversation that we're going to have. Now, the other half of what you were talking about, to me personally, sounds like a director issue. If a director is unsatisfied with their scores and they want to get pissy with the fact that they didn't do so well, then maybe you, the director, needs to get out of your feelings and look at what your kids are doing and say, hey, maybe we do need to work on this. Maybe these, Maybe these people are telling me something better. Because I've seen trash, and I ain't gonna say trash directors, but I've seen directors, maybe they are trash, who got scores that were well deserved and broke trophies, threw trophies, walked out of the room, and F this man. No, no, you have a problem. Mm-hmm. So 
that this is I'm letting yeah. you know now. You yeah, that's exactly what that's exactly what I'm talking about. And and that's and basically you answer my question. Like I just wanted to make like I just wanted to make sure like you know our kids are getting supported and everything like that. Like I said, because I'm I'm big on that. Because I'm the same. When when I judge battles, a lot of drum instructors hit me up in the inbox. Say Trice, like I'm like because when I do when I judge, I write a whole bunch of comments. And if anybody know and, and, and a lot of people could contest. I write comments as the show goes on because I kind of do it like in a DCI situation, like when they're on the field and it's like, Hey, right there, check that snare drum. Look at his left hand. And I'm doing the same thing. It's like, Hey, that, that section was good on that transition. Make sure everybody on the right foot, because I want to make sure that them kids know next time, like, like we got to make sure we're on their right foot. Not just, Hey man, y'all did a hell of a show. Hell of a show. Which was, which was one of the reasons why I asked that question. Have you been on the panel where they done told you, they don't oh, yeah. prep you already. Hey, we want the scores to kind of be right here just so next year this school will come back. Yeah. Like, we've been in them type of situations. But, but okay. And that's whack. But I just I just feel like this. But but also we all need a we all need an area where we know in, in certain areas and urban areas where Damn, how can I say it? I'ma just say it. <laughs> like systemic racism is so goddamn real to mm-hmm. where you have schools that you want them to go out and be adjudicated and they don't have a freaking field. Like, I'm and that's not that's not an excuse because sometimes as African American, we be like, well, gee, that's just the hand that was dealt to me, and then we leave it at that. I'm not talking about that. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the one the band directors, such as myself and others that are hungry, that want a triangle trophy from UIL. But I know for a fact, if I take my kids, because how many of y'all know there's certain band directors can't get the field because number one, the field is not lined, or the field got ant heels, or the football team is on it to dark. And you gotta release your kids. Like I mean, I feel you, I do feel you, Quan, but just when there. I when I was in the band at the same school that you had, we went through those trials and tribulations. But what our band director did was here's some yarn. You go out there, I'm gonna go buy the diesel so we can mark the field ourselves. And but I've seen I, other I've seen other runners cutting grass every week when we right. when we was in our what's the name and 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 marking lines. I I've seen other schools just you okay. Let's let's use another platform. Let's go to the parking lot. Okay, we yeah, can't but, use the parking but, lot. Let's use but, the baseball. Watch this though, field. But, but watch this. But your parking lot only only gets you to the front front of the hash though. Mm-hmm. What design? But like, that front hash. Like, but yeah, but guess what? Now I have to do a a, a five to seven minute show with the expectation with an adjudicator that don't know shit about my program, don't know shit about my struggle, and I got to do three uh, three specific movements on yeah. a front yeah. of the hash with that. With, that with, see that I that I agree with the adjudicating on that situation. That's so that's why I made my comment about about you know u.s bands doing it like you know i want to want to make sure that the kids really good 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 positive constructive criticism so our programs can get back booming regardless if it's, it's if the programs are as small as, as our schools out here or if they're biggest cedar hill i still want you know our kids to know that you can you can be constructive criticized and 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 still you know be that. I don't want a situation of, oh man, they trying, you know, Quan ain't got no field out there. Let's give them one, two, two. No, like, like, you know, if, if our kids go out there and have a meltdown, 
then they need to know that. I don't I don't want oh man, they tried their hardest. That dance routine was clean though. Ah, come on, man. Don't do us like that. But, but see, but 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 I think but see the biggest difference for me, and like I said, we can agree to disagree. The difference is when you're getting adjudicated, I'm not even talking about entertaining. I'm talking about because it's here's the thing. Here's one thing about a rubric. A rubric is supposed to be fair and equal to all. Mm. But nigga, that ain't life. Like so, so like I know, I know you could say, well, she he's supposed to be cutting the grass out there. Some schools don't even have a lawnmower, and you gotta buy that with the band budget. That's like that's all I'm saying. It's like sometimes it's it's not about a participation trophy because I don't want no participation trophy. But I'd be damned if I also set my kids up for failure too. Mm-hmm. Like as a and as a director, because you're low key the father or the mother of that program, you gotta protect your kids sometimes. And I know for a fact that's why not saying all, but some people avoid UIL because number one, and you know, and I know that's set on your record for 10 years. And if you try to go to a different situation, the first thing they say in Texas is what are your scores, bro? Amen. Before anything else, they're not going to say, okay, you was at a low socioeconomic school. Uh, you couldn't have band dues. You couldn't have this. You couldn't have that. And I know, like I say, there's like we as, as African-Americans, we make a dollar out of 15 cents. We, we, we know that. But it, it got to be some. And that's why I'm thankful for USA bands. But it got to be some like reality of you got people that don't have a feel there was a high school that was down here that literally had to walk down the street to go to TSU to practice in a field because they didn't even have one at the time. So that's fair. Like that's all that's, that's, no, I mean, that's, that's, it's, it's not fair. That's, and that's why, like I said, like I'm hoping USA bands gets that under, because when we go to UIL, we don't get to go up there and tell them nothing. Right. We don't get to go up there and be like, Hey bro, uh, have my kids was failing this last six weeks. So they ain't been at practice. But we they here now. Like we don't we don't get to explain that. Like we don't, we don't, we don't get to explain like, hey, my kids got to go babysit. Hey my, hey, my kids didn't come to practice and everything like that. So and we don't get to explain number one. So we don't get to explain number one, and then number two, they don't even know what they're looking at. Second, but see the thing about it is, some of them schools that that go out there and make one, they deal with the same stuff. I know for sure when I was at Stephen F. Austin, we dealt with that. We dealt with that too. Now their program is already running, so it's it's not an excuse or anything like that. And one person missing out of out of 175 ain't gonna make a big difference. But you know, everybody goes to that trial and tribulation and everything like that. And that's why, you know, I'm so supportive when I see people, like I say, one person I know that's right on the on on the front of my head is is Gary Miller over there at Royal. Like super proud of what he's doing at Royal. Like with everything that he's doing and what Royal's been doing, and 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 you know just you know busting out the mold for what their program can be, regardless of the situation. Like when we, when we knew Royal, you know, and the people that came from Royal, they were what didn't know much, didn't care, not at all, not at all. But really, you know, really was people that we was like, uh, I don't even know if we even want to deal with y'all. But but now, like now, their kids are seeing and reaping the benefits of hard work and everything mm-hmm. and the situation. And it's like, yes, like them kids gonna get it, regardless of what's going on, regardless of what they feel look like, or regardless of anything. Like you know, cool. Like we understand that as as you know as as, as black people, you know, we got to understand that we already you know coming in coming in the situation with the glass half full. So I, I just want to make sure that we 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 ain't drinking dirty water and we still got water up in there. 
because at the end of the day, it's still going to be water. Now, could it be tap water or you can get some bottled water? Most, they both probably going to taste the same. But I just want to make, like I said, I'm not, I'm not, you know, saying that USA bans is wrong or anything or they doing a certain situation. And, you know, I just want to like, I just want to make sure that our kids are getting that opportunity. So for, for what they're doing over there with UIL and they feel like they're getting that opportunity, I want us, our kids and our coach and everything to feel just as comfortable with USA bands. Like, man, I'm ready to go to USA bands, man. Like I'm ready to show them what they, you know, they told us last time and you know, we, we got it fixed. Like that's Let's make what, USA band the, the standard now. Yeah, like that. That's, but but that's the thing. That's the whole point. That's, the whole point. Right. Yeah, that, that, that's <laughs> all I'm saying. I'm 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 hoping that because I don't like I say the USA bands is new to me. So like I say, mm-hmm. I'm 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 hoping that's the situation that's going to bring to our coach and everything like that. And then when I start looking into it and watching videos, then you know I want to get my, my utmost support. Yeah, I want to get my utmost support and everything like that. You yeah. know. I got you. I got you. Like I said, I, 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 you will get your feedback. We not, we not babying nobody. Um, it's, it's all going to be fair, blah, blah, blah. I mean, everything mm-hmm. across the board, trust me, because, and I, I'll end it with this cause we got another topic, but, uh, but, um, this was created because of the fact that people like myself and many others who are African-American who participate in the state of Texas specifically, uh, have been dealing with the things that we deal with with UIL and going in there the way that we go in there. Uh, this has been something that has been discussed not only by myself, not only by Rick, but also by Dr. Zachary at Prairie View. Uh, and so um, Eric has really, really done like his his due diligence and just really worked at trying to make sure that this is for us and the way that we uh, present ban and how we do it. And we're judged fairly on what we do. And, and even based on what we do, a good sound is supposed to be a good sound at the end of the day, right? Uh, good drill concept are supposed to be good drill concepts, so on and so forth. And that's what is going to be judged on. Um, and, and the people who are judging have an understanding for the culture. Mm -hmm. And that is what the basis of all of this is. So, um, like I said before, uh, you know, everybody, if, if you got kids, sign your kids up, man, do what you got to do. Uh, be a part of this. Let's get this thing growing. We had the inaugural one, uh, last year, uh, and it went really, really well. Uh, and now, um, Eric has, has let us know that the Texas one is filling up now. And so we want to get the rest of those filled up. Uh, and I think there was, there was one band there that was like 12 kids. Um, what what I forgot. Sam Houston, Sam Houston from uh San Antonio. Yep, it was like, and they they went out there, they put on a good show, they had a great time, and they got judged for it. And they and the directors, not the directors, the judges gave them their feedback at the end of the at the end of the show, uh, and it and it went well. So, uh, like I said, we we're inviting everybody out to do this, and it's like I said, it's for us, by us, and U.S. bands. All right, let's keep it rolling, man. <laughs> uh, let's do it the right way. Welcome, everybody, to Talk That Talk. We have the unfiltered, unscripted, uncomfortable conversations about band, HBCU band, culture, music, music education, and more. Go ahead and smash that like, Daddy, as soon as you come into the room. If you've been watching us this whole time, Crystal has been going in in the comments. 
So go ahead and smash that like daddy, man. Also, please make sure that you subscribe to the Passion Is Network and turn on notifications. This episode will be up on all of your podcasts and networks. Just make sure you type in Real Talk That Talk. It'll come up for you and you can listen to it there. Just in case you miss anything at the beginning, you don't feel like going back. All right, next topic, man. Um, whew, yes, Lord. All right, <laughs> have we dumbed down marching percussion? Have we? Oh. <laughs> yes, yes, we have. Yes. <laughs> Teddy cut the camera right back on so quick. Have we dumbed down marching percussion, Teddy? Since you clicked on so quick, go ahead, brother. <laughs> You guys know how I feel about that. My answer is yes. Collectively, yes. Are we keeping it there? That's no. That's what. No. I, mean, I, I can continue. Um, I mean, I understand. I mean, there there are a lot of things. I know Juan. I mean, he, he addressed uh, the band director issue. Um, I certainly acknowledge that. Um, but I mean, the answer to the question, in my opinion, is still absolutely yes to the yes. That that's exactly what's happened. Um, this entire conversation that we've been having um, lets me know that the talent is there and it has been there for decades. Um, guys have been at HBCUs and March DCI. The talent is there um, for whatever reason, in my opinion, that doesn't always seem to translate into our shows. Um, and I'm not exactly sure why that is because everybody's been talking tonight about how they're anxious to incorporate a lot of what's going on at the DCI level um, with their students. And, you know, my hope is that that translate, that's, that, that begins to translate on Saturday afternoons and Saturday evenings um, for HBCU football games when, 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 our, when our universities are being represented by our bands. Um, so, I mean, that would, be, that, that would be great to see. All right. Got you. Uh, Dante, I'm talking about cushion. Right? I mean, uh, not cushion. My bad. See, my, my brain is all messed up. Dante, there we go. Tay, have we dumbed down marching percussion? Um, man, it's it's kind of hard to put a blanket answer on this, um, because it really depends on where you are. Um, for example, um, there was just a drumline competition like a week or two ago, and all these lines came out here blazing, dog. Like it was just crazy to see like the bounce back that they had after coming off this pandemic year and a half. Um, so to give it a blanket answer, like yes or no, um, I can't do it. Um, to, to Teddy's point though, um, I get what you're saying, especially on the college level. Um, I don't know if it's that groups are dumbing down marching percussion rather than they just won't evolve. They're so stuck in tradition um, and afraid, like my like my man said from Smash Time, that it's gonna be lame. You know what I mean? Um, that they just won't evolve, man. And and it always goes down to this: that's not what we do. I think that phrase right there, man, is the hindrance of all lines. That's not what we do. Um, but yeah, as far as it being dumbed down, nah. Um, but you gotta give you you gotta give your percussion some. Um, you got to make them better musicians, man. And when I say that, it's got to be more than just feeling like just the drum set. Like they have to do things that are incorporated in the melodic lines within the winds. Um, that's going to help. They got to put some chops. They got to put some some uh, some level of difficulty in the playing, especially on the field, especially with the with the with the full band songs. And in some areas, it's just not happening. I would um I would almost argue that that 
that probably is a problem with us, period. When we go around, period, and just saying, they ain't, they ain't what we do, so I ain't going to do it. I don't know. That that may just be a us problem. But, I mean, I've even seen a band do that before. Uh, I know that um, when we had our high school band day, I think it was, at PV, uh, I think it was either 2012 or 2013, uh, it was a high school band that showed up. And the drum majors, you know, they we were playing swamp, and the drum majors were doing a, a little swamp joint. And the drum mate, the drum majors from that particular school, was like, "That ain't what we do, so we ain't doing it." And the whole band was like, "We good." Like, I just think that's lame. Period. From just a, a period standpoint, I think that's just lame. But that's just my personal opinion. Uh, Quan, have we dumbed down marching percussion? Uh, I think. Uh speak about Tay's uh, sentiments, I, I will have to agree. There's a yes and no, depending your region. First of all, I'm going to speak about what I've experienced um, as a director. You have to dumb down some things to a degree. It's because you you always getting beginners every year. And so as a director, what people fail to realize, when you constantly getting beginners every year, not being ugly, if you're not on your chops, guess what? Like your chops is at beginning level too, because you're constantly teaching that now you can perfect the beginning aspects of it. But think about it like this. When you're in sixth grade and that student, you know, selects percussion and they start, they start off on those two mallets, that bell kit or whatever, and then they go to, you know, you know, their sticks and whatnot. They don't have uh Ralph Hardiman's, they have two B-side sticks with a little packet kit with a mallets and you know, the timpani, mallet pack, so forth and so on. You go from there, the transition, and then the rhythm reading gets harder, so forth and so on. Once they hit ninth grade, they doing two mallets. By the time they get sophomore year, we talking about timpanis, multi-percussion, four mallets by the time they graduate. That's the ideal situation, right? Most of these people you see now, as a freshman or sophomore, they walk in and be like, say, bro, I want to play. Well, what do you want to play? I mean, it don't matter. And honestly, because you're trying to build your program, you just put them where, where you need to see fit. And you're trying to teach them how to read if they're in your class due to scheduling issues, if you can see them after school because of the various things that you have to uh, deal with um, at um, sometimes urban schools or low socioeconomic schools. When you deal with all that, bro, now, it's, and it's not an excuse, but it's a form of reality. You're trying to push and cram four years or really, uh, what is it, uh, seven years of teaching in two years for a percussion student, for them to truly be an adequate person. And if they really want to to do that as well, if they, you know, trying to be um, a decent percussionist. Um, but like Tay said, they also got some drum lines like uh, I look at what is it, Atlanta Drum Academy outstanding kids but you see them kids reading on their you know they're kneeling while they're playing reading specific you know 16 note patterns and whatnot because they're hungry to do it but they have a culture around them that's wanting that they want to read they want to be the best and different things like that but i just feel like not just from a martian percussion aspect but percussion has been dumbed down because we always have to rebuild Think about if you had a percussion instructor there four years that could that transition from the middle school and then go to the high school. That's the big difference, bro. Like you can see the fruits of your labor from that. You can truly have a percussion ensemble in high school when it's when it's structured like that. I always go back to structure. I always go back to 
you know, your infrastructure? What is your middle school doing? And then at the middle school level, sometimes some of us, we have traditional drum lines at the middle school level. And all they're doing is beating the hell out the drum. And then when you try to put some notes in front of them, they'd be like, say, bro, I really didn't want to do that either. So now I got to fight with the kid about learning how to read music. So uh, it, it's just a lot. So yes and no, bro, depending on where you at. Hey, I'd have to say uh, Dante definitely uh, changed my point of view, but I got to stand how I feel. Because when he was talking, what he said, it was like everything I was going to say. I was like, damn, bro, he right. You know what I mean? But I got to stick with what I'll say. And I'll say, you know, have we dumbed down marching percussion as in the structure? Absolutely. 100% yes. But I still got to, you know, add what he's saying. The reason why I say that is... Um, Number one, uh, four points. It's the lack of knowledge from percussion instructors. Uh, many schools that I've seen, college, high school, you know, let's be honest. If you don't have that proper type of degree and or knowledge, you're not going to have that money there to where you can sacrifice to be that percussion instructor, to travel with them, to do minor applied, major applied, if you're on a college level, if you're on a high school level. You know, what is that supplement looking like? Because I don't know any drum instructor who wouldn't want to do that full time. They're like, man, bump being a manager, bump working at a gas station. I want to put all my time into this. But you can't. You got to work your nine to five and then get off and then try to make it up there to the school. And then if you make it up there to the school, you're not at eighth or ninth period. So you're already losing a lot of interest from the kids. But the lack of percussion instructor comes in. A lot of the guys who are percussion instructors at these institutions is just kind of like as a fill-in. They weren't the truth in the first place. They just the ones who happen to take this gig and just take it on. And it's like, uh, you know, when you talk to somebody, oh yeah, I know him. I mean, he was like, <laughs> he was like the fourth string snare when I was marching, but he over that that school now, and I'm glad he's doing something. I think that's the first thing. The second thing is, uh, it's a loss of interest. I know up here in, you know, in Columbus, Ohio, man, you sports. If you want to go to the league and any type of thing, I'm telling you, this is the place to be. Just like the South and many other places, but I can speak from here, just example, Ohio State, you good. Man, we got all types of AAU coaches that's going to come back. Hell, I almost went to college for wrestling. That's how good I was because I had coaches in place to really take that serious. And then, and I know many of you can attest to this, you see that 10th grader, he comes in, he's really not interested. But you, as a person, you spark him to be like, y'all want to drum. And then now you're fighting with him drumming, but he's also in the streets. Or now you're fighting with him and drumming, but and he ain't got no right home. His parents really ain't doing right. So now they lose that lack of interest. And I know that even goes outside. I know band directors, they can attest. That's trumpet players, tuba players. That's that's just band, period. And so they kind of lose that lack of interest because those drum instructors that's there trying to set that example is really not coming through. I can't even tell you how many, and I'm pretty sure a lot of you have heard this too. I can't even tell you how many kids that's told me like, hey man, hey Woods, you was the one that made me take drumming serious. I seen how I came in on your breaks and you was just in there just drumming. You was just authentically teaching us how to read music. And you suckered us in with the tricks and everything, but then you was like, all right, this is a 16th note. All right, this is what it takes to get the note. All 
all right, this is what you need to do to go here and are right, you, you know, your arpeggios. What's that? Let me teach you. And so I think it, you know, when kids start to lose interest because they're gonna pick up that basketball quick. And if they run off with it, I'm okay with it, but just follow that. Don't if you're gonna do that, go hard, but I also have something over here that I can give you and you can take and go get a full scholarship. Everybody that's going to Penn State and Tennessee State and uh, Florida University on a basketball team, they ain't trying to go to the league. They're just trying to get their college paid for. Now, if they get drafted, absolutely, I'm going to take that. But if we're just trying to give them something that they can take, you know, and run with it. Another reason that uh, percussion is dumbed down because the drum instructors and a lot of the drum lines, especially when it comes to competitions, we're catering to the wrong crowd. I no longer care if we're playing upside down and you're on a snare and, and you see that. Yeah, it adds to it, but you're not playing for the judges. You're playing strictly for the crowd. I feel like the only time you should play for a crowd as a drum line is in the stands. And you're playing that traditional cadence that has a lot of flashes, got a lot of chants, and you coming back from home, coming, oh, yeah, I'm Morehouse. 1992, I remember they used to do this cadence and you're still doing it. Yeah, play for the crowd. But now you're getting judged. There should be no reason why you're not focusing on musicality and, and stick heights. And like we all was talking about earlier, you know, a good drum instructor is going to go, because I do it all the time. All right, this is a competition. This ain't no showcase. All right, what's the rubric? <laughs> what we getting judged by? What we, like, what is it that you all are looking at? SWAC, MEAC, you know, Tennessee State is in a different conference and all this. I don't know, not one person, DCI, not one drumline is not ever not getting judged on stick height. That's a non-negotiable. That is a non-negotiable. So when you hit that picture, like right here in this pause, and you got 12 snares, and the stick height is at that three, but you got that one up at that 12, then we can judge. And so... I think a lot of drum lines are not really catering towards the, the the proper judgment at the time. They don't know how to really take themselves out and be like, man, I don't care what the alumni want to hear. I don't care what the school want to hear. We getting judged. This is grant money or this is this is competition. We 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 getting judged on, you know, make sure even if we do have a low sound with those bass drums, but do they all sound the same? Even if everybody has those, you know, you know, we got our Z's that we playing. Like Morfolk is a great example, and they're not the only ones that do it. They don't really emphasize on flashing. They be, man, how you run with symbols? They be doing tunnel runs with the Z's. People are listening to that, and so okay, now I can judge you on that. And so, and lastly, the material. This I think this is my biggest thing, uh, my biggest issue all across the board with. HBCU drum lines, Division One, Division Two. Not everybody, but it's too many to try to pick one out. Material is not authentic no more. I promise, people literally be man. We got an eight-hour bus ride. Hey, we gonna play this, and then you play that, and then it's just being put out. There's no conversation in the rudiments. And again, it's not everybody, but what I've been hearing mostly recently. I can't name a school, I can't name a conference, just overall. It's not really authentic material. It's not 
really people utilizing the sound that they have. It's not really everyone using, you have four to five tunnels and everybody's still playing the unison part. Why are y'all not using them? Y'all have the six tuplets and all you're doing is playing triplets and then going down. It's, it's like there, there's no real, this, it's no meat. It's like we're just, we're going to do one, two, ready, play. And then we're going to play at piano. We're going to play this for four bars. Then that eighth bar is going to be a forte. And then we're going to stop and then everybody do a solo. There's, there's no, there's, I hate to say it and shout out to Tyler Perry because I love his work. But like, you know, it's like Tyler Perry cadences. It's just, let's just throw it out there. And that's really hard for me to say because at the end of the day, Tyler Perry is still providing for the community and he's still doing this. But I think y'all know what I'm saying. It's like, we want the Jim Carrey movies. What happened to the Denzel cadences? What happened to the, you know, it's, it's like there's, there's no one is, it's, I watch cadences on the swag side and not everybody who is in the swag is actually swag, but you know how we do. We still time into there. I listen to a one, two, ready, play, predictable, 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 and bump. I knew that was coming. I'll, I'll watch some MEAC uh, schools, and again, everyone is not in the MEAC, such as like CIAA, they kind of get put in that. But I watch it. It's tap, tap, spree, real low, and stop. Tell them to run and stop. And you like, I knew that was going to happen. And I've never heard this cadence before. Now, again, I say, I cannot say everyone, but there is a lot of schools who are still pushing the envelope. And they still put in that work. But overall, I don't know if it's just the thing to where, okay, well, our bass drums wasn't at practice last week. Hey, play this. You got it? All right. Y'all play this. All right, it's a cadence. What the hell? So to me, that is the four things that's really stopping everything. And that's what's dumbing down percussion. And, you know, especially when you got those. And lastly, when you got those percussion instructors, I think that's the biggest thing. Those a lot of percussion instructors are coming in and they really don't understand percussion. And I hate when people say, oh, your drum line is raw. But when I watch the tape, the only thing that I see is, oh, they got good snare players. That's not a good drum line. I can't stand it. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Like you watch it and you be like, oh, he got a cold quarterback and a, and, and a running back. Man, you ain't got no line to block for him though. So how many points are you really going to score? You know what I mean? It's, it's like the forefront gets thrown off. That That's, and I know y'all can interject with it. I can't stand it. No matter where you at, you got a cold snare line. So automatically you just the Mandingo. We the drum line, we did no, it's not that. Like the That's Dallas Cowboys ain't it, ain't it, Paul? Hey, what you say? Paul, I said it's like the Dallas Cowboys, ain't it? Cold QB. You know what? Hey, wrong. <laughs> but uh I I'm I agree with, with, with everybody saying I and I think the main view is percussion instructor. Like we gotta stop we we, we gotta get the right person for the position and then to feed into that. We got to stop thinking that just because that person went to that school that he knows what's best because somebody else just, I mean, we, if, if we're waiting, let's just say me and Quan both got our masters. If we're waiting to, to, you know, get that position at PV, I mean, our instructor has been up there 
since 1976. He ain't going nowhere. He ain't going nowhere. Ain't going nowhere. And, and Luke will tell you. And he probably can outrun everybody on this screen. And, and he's not going nowhere. And I, and I've never seen a piece of paper with his name on there. That's that's written out or anything. Now we did some stuff on in the in the avenues of percussion that he likes. But when it comes to percussion and everything like that, like we we got to get the people out here that's that's pushing. It shouldn't be like like Dr. Lawhorn is is at NCAT, but he's from Prairie View. It shouldn't matter. And and I I really don't like that about our community that we only got to get from our school. I, I wouldn't agree. I wouldn't care if 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 TSU called me or Grambling called me or you know or, or Alabama State was like. We need you to come down here and get our line and whip up the shape, because we all we all got this you know we all got this thing that oh they gonna come down here and change us no because a real percussion instructor wouldn't know what to do in that avenue I'm not coming down there to change you I'm coming down there to take anything that they feel like that you're not reaching your potential with I'm here to fit I'm here to to make sure that you get there but 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 Larry so I agree with everything you say but isn't that kind of hypocritical. Because then the first thing we, because the first thing we say is once we get a new person on staff, they're gonna be like, oh, he about to change something. It ain't the same like it used to be, and that's the first gripe that alumni say. Like, like you, like you and I, you and I know, like when it was a transition of administration at Purview, everybody from even the alumni was like, man, get, it ain't gonna be the same, and they gonna change this. So, but then when we hire somebody else, so it's like I agree. They should hire people that's outside because sometimes that outside person sees something different. They see something different. And and my thing is, like I said, that's that's when it comes to us in tradition. Some stuff shouldn't be touched, but it should be elevated. The same thing that, that Brian said. Some things should be elevated. We can't go out there and be playing eight on the hand and be like, yep, oh, here's love that eight on the hand. Nah, bro, let's do eight on the hand and then let's do some, you know, let's, let's, let's add a groove up in there. It's the same thing y'all can still... T- and it's like that. It's just the elevation from it. Changed it. Hmm? I, I like, I agree. I agree with what you're saying. But like, I think like as African-Americans, we, we have a hard time. Hard time. With, with, transitions. With, with transitions. And so, and, and so because of that, you could say, well, yeah, I mean, add a groove to it. But it's just like Luke, Luke has said this on his podcast that one time they took inter, uh, what it was, I think PVU or entertainment tonight out. They got phone calls from the president. Mm-hmm. But I mean, so yeah, so so so. But what if they would have added something else that would have been a different spark to it? Would so that would that have been they add the PV like how they do it when they do the PVMU? I'm fine with that. Still PV at the end of the day. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't get into semantics of that because at that at that situation, that's just one avenue of music. And if you get that, if you get that judgmental over one avenue, which is marching band. Like, my thing is, it's like Dr. Zach came in there and y'all mad at the marching band. You don't see what's going on in the music department, huh? You ain't said nothing about that. I'm just talking about the marching storm. Now, forget all that. Because at the end of the day, we're not bringing kids up here just to be marching storm. We want them to be successful citizens into the world. And if, you, and if you're not about that, then you, you don't, you, you're not looking out for the best interests of this program. Because we're trying to keep every kid in here, not keep every kid in here blowing on the horn and then they're here for eight years. Uh, I think that uh, just as far as, you know, are, are we dumbing down marching percussion? Like, let's just stay with marching percussion. And honestly, 
I, I keep hearing the instructor, the instructor, the instructor, but really, and I think my man Brian said this, you know, on the last episode, really the, the lines are student driven. Like I didn't need Prop Jones or anybody to come and spoon feed me apart or hey, read this or hey, do this or do that. Like, no, nah, it was it was really what we wanted to do. As far as dumbing it down and okay, just kind of uh, just kind of going through what everybody said. I was listening to Quan where he said, well, you know, we have to dumb it down because we continue to get beginners. Cool. You're going to get beginners at the beginning of the year or whenever. But, you know, a month from that first time I didn't walk into that band room, I need to see something different, like push the envelope. You know, that's what that's what that's kind of like what I feel. I feel like a lot of uh, a lot of lines are not pushing the envelope. They stand in that tradition. Hey, we normally do this. We we do it like this. Like nah, push the envelope. And then it's as far as like playing wise, I don't I don't think I think drum lines have actually you know enhanced what they're playing because now everybody is just cramming so many beats inside of one measure to where you can't hear the conversation. So it's it's kind of like an overload on, in some aspects. But see, that takes a percussion instructor knowing that because we go through arranging and we know all that. And so it's now, now, now yeah, some but, people like when we talked about, when Tay was talking about, and you know, he was like, you know, I was writing all this stuff. Some people had a gift, but that ain't the situation at every school. And we definitely- now what can, I, Now what I can say is, you know, where your, where your percussion instructor should kind of, you know, help out or put his hands, you know, put his hands in the pot is when, you know, he, he's a, he definitely should be a different set of eyes. Hey, you know what? Maybe you should change this, change this, add this. But again, do your thing because at the end of the day, the percussion instructor is not on the field marching. Mm -hmm. You, you on the field marching. Like whenever, whenever I had the uh, opportunity to, to uh, work with a line, I never had to hey, we're going to play this because I made it up because I'm the instructor. Really, let help me help you. Show me what you already got. Okay, let's hear it. Let's, okay, you know what? Let's kind of dissect it. Let's let's take this out at this end to where, you know what? Now you, your line, it's not you just pushing the line to another level. It's them elevating themselves. Well, so like, I, make, I, make the job easier on yourself. Well, I, I, I'll say this, and, and, and I'm, I'll be quiet after this, but one thing that we'll, we'll, we do that I don't prefer at um, in regards to HBCUs, we have our same set of warm-ups, we have our same set of cadence lists or whatnot, because that's our quote-unquote tradition. When in our sets, who, who sets that, though? Why? why, why the tradition. Why, the, tra why the tradition it, does. But again, that's something that... It, I don't know. I, it takes it takes the right kind of leader to want to move your line or make your line do something different. When, no, I, was I, section, when, when I was section leader, couldn't nobody come in there and tell me how to paint my picture? Like I, no. I I'm gonna take your suggestions, and you know what? It's gonna be some traditional things that we're gonna do. But for the most part, this is what we plan, and this is how we gonna play it. And as long as we look like the the standard, look like our tradition, then yes. But so I'm so so I'm not I'm not no what I mean if you look across HBCUs because we don't write it for the most part you're going to repeat it because if not you're going you're going to forget it and if you try to bring it back and it's wrong that's going to be a whole nother issue what I was basically going to say was 
what I wish we could really do because you have a different line every year. Most people really talk right warmups and cadences for that specific line because if if you actually like in a, uh, I'm gonna say for like Dante and Brian, if you had music like field show music as a percussionist, your warmups were to talk well aligned to whatever that field show music is. That's what it's supposed to be. Then but I think what what a what a percussion instructor could do just if we're just talking about warmups. You know what? We got this new cadence that the student made up. It, it got, you know, it's heavy on the, you know, left hand flams or Swiss armies. So, you know what, I'm going to make a warm up geared around Swiss armies or left hand flams. Like, but that's, but it, that's what you're supposed you to do. Have the, you got to have the mindset. That's, that's, that's out, what you're supposed to do. But you have to have the mindset to think outside of the box versus somebody having to tell you to do everything. Don't spoon feed me shit. Like, but average person is what they ain't doing that. I, I don't think that's spoon feeding. I think that's our job. Like, yeah. because no, the thing. No, most percussion instructors now, most of them, I'm not going to say all, most of them is, you know what? I wrote this. We're playing this. This is how we're going to play it. This versus your, your students never really grow because they're always being taught what you, what you wrote versus give them their own lane to let them make up whatever it is they want to make up and then you come and fine tune it be be the engineer of it be the be the puff daddy of it puff daddy but see the, but see the thing about shit on the piano but he know what a hit sound like and i i agree with that but you you gotta have a well oral oil machine before you can do that i'm not i'm not at my school like i'm not giving my kids like they're gonna try but i'm not giving them the opportunity to, to do something and they haven't been taught like I say, or, or they don't know what all goes into that. I mean, they might see a video. That's like a little uh, picture I've seen where, you know, it's a little white kid that's jumping over steps where it says, you know, rudiments yeah. and all this other stuff to stick tricks. You but know? I think that's that's where you come in as an instructor to say, see, hey, like you, you said, you see that it all, it all comes back to that instructor. Like and like they said, it's like I would write another. I would if I once I see in the summer what my kids looking like over the stuff that we already do. It's just basic packet, right? And then I see, I need to write this for my kids because they gonna need it. I got some I got some weak left hands up in here. Let me go ahead and write this warm up for this, for, for this mm -hmm. left hand up in here and everything like that. We don't go into it like that. It's like, no, we gotta learn. We gotta learn what we gotta learn because that's what we gotta learn because that's what we gotta learn. And we gonna keep learning it and then we gonna add some extra to it. But if a, a percussion came in there, like, 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 like I say, I don't, I don't feel like that should be all on the kids. Like I say, Dante is no. an, is an anomaly. No. All right, and and some of the people at, at PV were an, an anomaly. But just think about it, if we had it the right way on these programs that are prospering because they had that person there doing that situation. And I'm gonna be honest, like at Southern Miss, that Southern Miss is just like that. They were only playing with Doc wrote. and a I lot just, of kids and a lot of kids did not agree with that. And then I wrote like a little simple groove, and they thought that was the the most killingest stuff ever. And I'm like, I'm just trying to give y'all something a little different. It seemed like, you know, y'all was y'all, you know, wasn't in over twenty in over twenty years. That means you'll have damn near a solution to every problem that you'll have pending the line. Mm -hmm. I just think, you, uh, I think if hold up right I quick, think Cushion, if you, Cushion you you last one final thought on this, and then we got to get yeah. rolling. Mm -hmm. Uh, am I waiting or go? No, go, go, go. You good? Okay. I just, I just think if you take that Laker approach, that Phil Jackson approach, that 
that Pat Riley approach, the who they weren't great players, but they were great coaches because they let their players do what it was they needed to do. Yes, they had a system, but at the same time, let 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 a player be a player. Like, and again, just kind of give them those little nuggets that's gonna that's gonna keep them pressing, you know, you know what I'm saying, pushing the envelope. The other thing that I heard Paul say, you know, um, stick height is universal and and playing is universal. There's one thing that uh, I took this from Tashlin. Bef- whenever we watch uh, any clips on YouTube or Facebook, we look at them without the sound. I, I watch them first and once I can just kind of look at the line and tell if I even want to listen to it or not, just based off of how they look. But again, it it takes it takes that instructor or that section leader to to be able to take that constructive criticism and really do the homework and you know look at your line, step back and look at your line and see what your line is doing. What what your what is your line lacking? How can we how can we change the game? Can we add some more beats? Can we you know like I I, I just think it's a. a as far as playing wise, I think people are, pers- are pushing the envelope. Creativity, I think that's where we uh, we're dumbing it down. And then also, who who is in charge of what? I think that's another reason. That's another thing that we're dumbing down. Is it the instructor's job for the material? Is it the student? Is it like the shit shouldn't be that hard? All right, cool. All right, let's wrap up that. Um that topic um i told you we ain't staying here for no five hours so <laughs> i got one we got one more topic we're gonna make this join a lightning round uh but real quick let me go ahead and do it from the top welcome everybody to talk that talk we have the unfiltered unscripted uncomfortable conversations about band hbcu band culture music music education and more dang i ain't even hit welcome my bad all right also please make sure you go ahead and smash that like daddy while you're in here if you're reading if you if you're in the comment section, if you've been watching from the beginning to end, go ahead and smash that like that. If you just walked in here, smash the like that. As soon as you come in, just click on out. You'll be all right. Also, please make sure you subscribe to the Passion Is Network and turn on notifications. This episode will be up tomorrow on all your podcasting networks. Just go to any of your search engines and type in Real Talk That Talk, and you will find us. All right. Uh, before we get to the – Paul, where are you from? I got to ask that question. Columbus, Ohio. Ohio, okay. Because the way you said envelope was very, very hilarious. I said envelope or envelope. Uh, I was kind of raised in West Virginia too, so I got a little, you know. Got you. I yeah. got you. Yeah, when you, when you said that, I, I just couldn't stop laughing. All right, here we go. Here's the lightning round, man. Are we preparing our young musicians for concert percussion from a macro perspective? I'm not talking about what you guys typically or, or want to do within your classrooms. But from a totality and macro perspective, are we preparing our young musicians for concert percussion from a macro perspective? Lightning around. Quan, go for it. No. Larian. Hell no. Cushion. Not enough. No. Tay. I'm with Cush, man. Not not enough. Not enough. All right, Paul. We, I'm, I'm there. Not enough. I third that. All right, Teddy. <laughs> no, 
<laughs> All right. So I, I swear I thought he was gonna be like, yeah, you know, over here on the east coast, uh, <laughs> we definitely got our kids ready, you know, because uh, you know we push the envelope when it comes to playing, you know. And, uh, but it's it's still yeah. relative, bro. <laughs> it's, it's still relative, dog. <laughs> and it's like I think we said that because we know we are, but then we also thought about it like, oh, I could be doing more. Never mind. Yeah, I think that's why we. I know that's why I said it. But but we but we get into bigger issues, man. Like I, I've been listening to this this episode and um the previous percussion episode, and it's so much deeper than what we're saying. Um, so I think uh, it was a couple people that kind of uh, came on last time, and we're talking about middle school, and I think that's the basis of where a lot of our issues are happening. Um, that back of the room syndrome, man. Like that joint kills us. Um, and then also like when we said the not enough thing. Um, I'll use my program as an example, man. When I first, you know, I, I, I hate to throw my school under the bus. Uh, we making some changes, but I got to talk about how it was when I first got there, yo. When I first got there, there was a xylophone that was completely taken apart and it was used as the flag, like the auxiliary. It, they had their, <laughs> they had like their flags in the frame of the xylophone on the floor yeah. in front of the band room. The bars oh, wow, were wow, right full of dust spiders whatever there's one other xylophone right that one was put together and that was it dog that was all of the melodic percussion minus the timpani so you gotta think about you gotta think about it like this though you know again now this is where we can start getting into the instructors and what what the instructors are really about and you know most of the times when you go, at least down here in Texas, majority of the instructors that we have are, you know, people that's really trying to relive their marching days and marching percussion was the only thing that they focused on versus, versus now in, you know, just on this panel, you know, it's, it's people in here that, you know, that are just pure percussionists across the board. You know, so this panel right here and, you know, a couple of couple people that's in the comments, they're going to push, you know, concert band and UIL and solo ensemble and expose their kids to all these different platforms versus somebody that just wants to play two and four. I just want to be a tenor drummer. I just want to be a bass. Like, you got to be for real. These are the people, these are the people that's running lines now. I'm gonna say this too, and 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 I'm gonna say this not as the percussionist. I'm gonna say this as just the band director, uh, and then I'm gonna let Kwan go very quickly. Um, but the thing that I, I've realized too is that while homogeneous classes is something that a lot of us grew up in, as of now, I just don't think that there's they're as successful as they need to be. Um, I think that heterogeneous classes are 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 well. No, I apologize. Let me let me. We grew up in heterogeneous, but we I think that we need to be in more homogeneous classes uh, because of the fact that we need to be able to give a little bit more attention to these specific instruments. Um, I've seen I've seen the success on both sides of the story and both sides of the spectrum. I've been able to work in a situation where it was more homogeneous and I've seen how the kids developed a lot faster and they felt a lot better about playing their instruments because you were directly focused on them. But I've also been an educator in a heterogeneous classroom where 
Lil Johnny's messing up on playing his saxophone note and the Trump and the percussion are sitting back there trying to figure out what they need to do. Then they just start beating on everything. And then all of a sudden they get lost in the sauce. And then you trying to help the little trumpet play over here and the trombone over there. And then the clarinet ain't got they read turned right because they got the whole read messed up and, and the ligature upside down. And then the percussion is sitting back there like, all right, bro, like what we doing? Like then they start beating on stuff and then fighting each other and then start kicking each other in the nuts. I mean, it's like, I just think that I think that unfortunately, you know, heterogeneous classes just don't work anymore. The sad part about that is, is in most urban inner city, so low socioeconomic areas, you're not going to get the ability to have a homogeneous class. They're going to give you they're going to throw kids in your class and say, make it work. Even from even starting from that middle school perspective, I really believe and I I, I will 100 uh, percent agree all the time when when Quan says this, it's definitely an infrastructure problem. It is a problem where you are where we're not setting the kids up for success because we're not starting them in the in the time that we need to start them in the situation they need to be started in. What we do is they got they need to take these quote unquote middle school college courses classes, which makes absolutely no sense, or they need to have this class, or they need to have this class. I know it's just banned, so if we need to pull them out, we'll pull them out or whatever, and then. Or they just don't take it or they sign up for it and they never get it and maybe end up in art and then they get to high school and they like, well, I want to be in the band now. It's all these different facets that typically happen in the urban areas that are very, very big disadvantages to uh, band directors and music students. So when it comes to the percussion side of things, absolutely. I think that there needs to be homogeneous education that is happening on the music education side. And it really needs to be happening across the board. Unfortunately, that's not what's happening. But Kwan, go ahead. At the bottom line, bro, we're doing a disservice. Like for those that are not trying, we're doing a disservice. I'm going to tell you why. At the end of the day, there are specific lessons as grown men uh, on this panel that we learn later in life that we wish that we could have learned earlier. The truth is when we do a disservice to our student is when we focus on marching band so much to where we just disregard concert season and the arts of um concert percussion to where at the end of the day what we do is we're not even preparing them to be well-rounded now earlier we was talking about culture vultures and why things got to be black and white to a degree not being ugly when our counterparts look at us and and you don't even know how to play a tambourine right or if you don't know how to hit a triangle right uh and those different things and then they look at you like so what are they teaching you? And I ain't trying to be funny. The worst thing in the world, we're talking because as African Americans, we know that we don't just represent uh, uh, ourselves, but we represent our university. We represent where we come from. We represent our household, so forth and so on. So we don't want to be that one that be like, oh, you the one that graduated from Prairie View, and then your kid don't know how to how to do X, Y, and Z. And what was your principal instrument? And we get questions like that. So you telling me you setting up that kid for that? But then you back don't take a step further, not being ugly. Look at some of these universities requirements for percussion. Whole different story and conversation. So that's all I'm saying It's like we, we could say all it is. But at the end of the day, it's like we have sometimes a lack of respect for the art. I've been guilty of this myself because it's like we just want to say the kids live. And sometimes that's the mindset. Well, I'm going to just try to get you up the street. That's cool. But in the midst of getting them out of the street, when they say, hey, well, at the end of the day, uh. I want to go to college. And and if somebody's interested in going to a PWI, we didn't even prepare them for it. 
So now you have a select few of schools that you have to go to because it's like, mm, you really possibly couldn't make it at that line because this is what they're doing. That's all I'm saying, bro. It's like we we doing it this we 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 doing a disservice, and we're and that's the middle school area, uh, that's the high school level, and then once we get to the collegiate level, some of these percussion instructors and applied teachers they're not doing nothing. So when you graduate, you're only going to teach what you know. Why? Because that's all you know. Had to hit my mute button. Yeah, man, one hundred percent. I can't disagree with that. All right, that was the lightning round, man. We done. Look at that. And ain't nobody come in today. So we good. Ain't nobody. I, I put the I put the link in there like four five times. If you ain't clicked that link by now, it's tight. All right, man. I so let's get ready to go ahead and shut this down, man. We made it. It wasn't five hours, but it was definitely a great show, man. Y'all definitely gave a lot of great information, brothers. Uh I definitely appreciate every single one of y'all, man. Y'all, y'all have y'all have educated a lot of people who are listening. A lot of people who who will be blasting this out. A lot of people who are going to be on, on the podcast. So I appreciate every single one of y'all brothers, man. Uh, 100%. Um, oh, go ahead, Cushion. Brian, I sure was waiting for you to get ignorant with the <laughs> with the whole, I'm telling you, I was so prepared for you today. No, we needed it though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, 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 no. My, 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 not, not, not you, Tay. My boy, Brian, I was waiting on him to, to get loose. Man, I wanted you to get loose. <laughs> you know what, um, Dante Harris? So I saw it on your face, man, and I, <laughs> I, I, and I want and I wanted to give you what you wanted, but I said not tonight, not tonight. I really wanted to listen, and the reason why is because I heard a lot of great stuff. Yeah. And to be honest oh, with you guys, yeah. you know, I, I didn't expect to hear a lot of the things that I heard tonight. And you know, during our first panel, you know, in my personal opinion, it was a complete, you know, reversal from the beginning of the stuff that we were saying, you know, towards the end, you guys, in my opinion, started saying a lot of the same stuff that I was saying before. So I think there's more similarities in, in, in all of our mindsets than there are differences. Um, and maybe that comes out, you know, in different ways, and all that kind of thing. But I really think that there's more that we have in common than we do, you know, than we disagree on. So, I mean, I, mean, I, I feel you. I, mean, I know you're prepared for the fireworks. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I really just wanted to listen. Um, I commend everybody, you know, all five of you guys, you know, Julian as well, um, because there was some good stuff that was said tonight that I really 100% agree with. The only thing that I want, I just want to see it translate, you know, in, in, into all of our respective conferences. That's all. I, I just want to see it translate. That's all. And um, I will say this, like I always say, this, this is what this show was about, right? Because there was a difference of opinion. And then all of a sudden, there was a, a, a mutual ground and understanding. And that's this is this is what I, I I do this every Wednesday for, because I think that that's what's happening in the community at large. And so we just going to keep having these conversations, man. And like I said, I appreciate every single one of you brothers on the panel. So before we get out of here, let me do it the right way. Uh, let's end it correctly. So I'll start with Dante. Tay, uh, any final thoughts, anything you got for the culture? Honestly, man, not much, y'all. I think, I think we kind of hit the nail on the head tonight, y'all. Um, not too much for me, man. Everybody just keep grinding, um, and let's do our part to continue to push the the band culture at large forward. All right, respect, Paul, Mister Envelope. Anything, anything, any final thoughts? Anything you got for the culture, bro? Now, nah, for sure, man. My final thoughts is. Uh, just, you know, just kind of take it day by day, especially to the, you know, the drum instructors or 
the musical instructors that may be listening. Just make sure you're taking in and not sacrificing musicality. Definitely, you know, do what you got to do to uplift your students or if you're in, you know, college and you got college students, do what you got to do. Just don't sacrifice musicality and just understand whatever you pushing off and you doing what's right, it's going to come back around to them. So keep on doing your thing. Hold it down like pants. I ain't never heard that one. Uh, Teddy, man, any final thoughts, man? Anything you got for the culture? <laughs> well, I had to come behind that, man. <laughs> That's what's up, Paul. Um, man, I, I agree. Um, guys, continue to, you know, push the musicality forward. Um, you know, at the end of the day, everybody, all of our HBCU have talented students. Um, these guys can play. And they, they will play whatever we tell them to play. Um, so, you know, it's our job as leaders um, and even as, you know, alumni to, you know, set the set the pace for what's acceptable. And what should be acceptable is continuing to push musicality and push these kids to new heights so that um, so that they can do the same, you know, reach back and do the same for the guys that come after them. So I just continue to push things forward. Bet. Uh, Cushion, any final thoughts, anything you got for the culture, bro? Yeah, uh, I appreciate everybody on the panel. I appreciate uh, platforms like this, to, um, platforms that, you know, give the percussionists a voice. Um, if I could suggest something, I think this should be done at least once a month. Quan, make that happen. Um, stay in their ears about it. And yeah, I think you just pop your head up. Stay in their ears about it. Uh, we're not the stepchildren of the music world. We're the rock stars. Nah, but... Um, Again, I appreciate everything that uh, everybody said. Um, and just like uh, my man Brian said, you know, just keep pushing forward, you know, um, keep it moving. I need every, everybody that's on this panel, I need your lines or your school to be in Billion Pair of Sticks Club Apparel. Uh, let's, let's figure it out, you know. But, hey, this was dope. Let's, uh, let's do it again. Part three. Said it. All right, uh, Larry, any final thoughts, anything you got for the culture? And I just hope that, you know, I know we all have, you know, what we're talking about, but I just hope, you know, people are actually taking our word and, and actually, you know, putting it into action, all right? And and it, it takes a humble person to admit to, them, admit to themselves, I'm not doing what I need to do for these kids. Let me find... Let me ask somebody. You know what I mean, you don't have to pull it. You can ask somebody, hey, what should I be doing or anything like that? Um, a lot of people hit me up. I mean, percussion instructors, drum instructors, I mean, you name it. Like I say, I'm always down to talk about anything and just helping out. That's why I feel personally, you know, why I felt when I went and got my master's. Like, you know, I feel like, you know, because we don't have a lot of people going out there, you know, and, and going that extra route. You know, especially in uncharted in uncharted territories. I mean, a lot of people get the opportunities to go back to the alma maters and get masters. We wouldn't, you know, me and Quan didn't have that, you know, that situation. So we had to go, you know, elsewhere to get our knowledge. And so we just want to make sure that, you know, our kids are in, in, in great hands and everything like that. And like like, you know, Brian, like Tay, like keep pushing, man. Like just because just because you don't have a great drum line don't mean that you don't got great percussionists. 
We need to stop breaking. The, we need to break the stigma of if we don't have a good drum line, then our kids ain't crap. That's BS. Because I, I can honestly say my drum line ain't the coldest, but I got a guy last year played trumpet. This is his first year he plays tenor drum. He's the only kid in my drum line that's going to state on a snare drum solo. So we, we got to get out of that, that facet that, oh, my drum line ain't crap. So I'm just not going to, I'm just not going to care this year. No, nah, this, this is the best time for you to get everybody on their foundations and to get everybody in that room and be like, Hey, this will be flat scale. Because at that, at that point, they don't have anything to talk about. I mean, they not, you know, they, they ain't kicking nobody behind. All right. So let me kick your behind in these scales. All right. So, you know, let's not judge our kids off of what all they can do in marching band. We need to make sure that, that our kids are well-rounded, that we they can go out there and then they can, they can basically, you know, big our name up for them going out there and doing the same thing, you know, being taught the right way or being, you know, taught how to be, you know, a musician, not just a drummer, not just a, 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 a true musician. And so they can get the respect and then we can get the respect. We talked about everybody when they kudos, you got to do things the right way to get the kudos the right way as well. You can't do stuff the wrong way and, and then get mad when you don't get the respect for it. It is what it is. And sometimes you do stuff the right way and you, then you don't get respect at all. But at the end of the day, your actions are going to show in your kids. And that goes a long way. So, you know, keep pushing your kids. It might seem tough. I had kids today that told me that they had to go babysit. I got some in everywhere and, you know, and all this other stuff. But man, like I say, you know, you owe it to them to, to give them the right musicianship and to give them the right teaching. All right. Quan, any final thoughts, anything you got for the culture, bro? Yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, I, I think I, I, and I say this sincerely, I love each and every one of you brothers on this, on this call because you're in the fight. Um, I may not have met you personally, but we in the same trenches. Uh, we fight about a lot of stuff, bro. Let's fight for the right thing. Like we're talking, we bicker about swag and different conferences. But if you if we're not fighting to truly teach black and brown kids and make the playing field fair, it's like I'm just to the point right now where it's like, shut up, bro. Like, like we gotta get past style, genres, all of that. It should be, let me write this material because it 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 pushes the culture forward to be well balanced at the end of the day. But we got to get, I think uh, Prof Hopkins came on, on and he said something that was prolific. He said, we major in minor things. And I think that's across the board for for uh, our perception of music education when it comes to um, to us and our culture. We say we love our culture, but yet and still, we have to push and want, we have to push the envelope like we've basically stated, but we also have to ensure that we respect the craft for what it is. If we don't want to sit at nobody else's table, make your own table, but make sure your table's sturdy. <laughs> That's it. Absolutely, man. Uh, and then for me, man, I'm just going to say once again, man, I appreciate everybody for showing up, man, doing this final percussion episode. Now nah, we might we might do it, man. Me and Quan will talk about it, bro. Uh, and then also, man, Kush, you send me something, bro. 2X, I got you. All right. Um, also, next week, we'll be talking. What's going down? I got you. No doubt, no doubt. Next week we'll be talking Greeks. All right, so make sure y'all tune in for that. And then finally, if you don't, if you don't know anything about it, uh, make sure that you go to 
uh, Passion Is online and pick up all of your, your Talk That Talk merch. Remember, use the code HBCUBAN and you get 30% off your purchase. Other than that, man, we will see you guys next Wednesday. Appreciate it. See y'all later. Thank you for tuning in to Talk That Talk. Find us on social media outlets and YouTube at Real Talk That Talk. Talk That Talk is a brand of the Passion Is Network. You can contact Passion Is at passionis1919 at gmail.com. If you would like to contact the panel of Talk That Talk, email us at realtalkthattalk at gmail.com.